hip hop shit. Hey yo, what's the name of that show? Where nerd culture collides with hip hop. Tell them it one more time. Some hip hop shit. Meltdown Comics presents On Some Hip Hop Shit. Welcome to On Some Hip Hop Shit from a nerd perspective. There you go. (laughs) My name's Adam, and I am joined by the man. B. Schultz. There you go. B. Schultz in the building. Yeah, so we have a very special. With the men. With the men? With the men. Now, this is all you. you. You hooked this up. Okay. Right? True. Okay, because... Actually, the divine hooked this up because we are in the presence of artist extraordinaire, Mark and Mike Davis, uh-huh, aka the Mad Twins, aka the Ill Pencilists, ooh, aka <laughs> the Midnight Assassins. Oh my! Is there another aka? <laughs> yeah, we got a couple of aka's. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So it's gonna sound really funny because you know. We have the same voice. Do you? Yeah. I mean, people can't tell the difference between us when we speak on the phone. All right. Let's hear. Not even my wife. You know? Hold on. I'm closing my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) This is obviously. The beat's mellow. Listen, this is Mark right here. Right now. Your eyes are closed. Close your eyes. Okay. Watch. Check it out. This is Mark right here. Mark. This is is Mike right here. Oh, shit. (laughs) I really cannot tell the difference. Can you tell the difference now? No. See, uh, we just switched it up on you a couple of times. <laughs> All right. Well, now I'm uh, thoroughly confused, but that's on some hip-hop shit. That's on some hip and, and And that's how well I know these brothers, because I can't tell the difference between their voices. You can't? I, I, I can't. It's weird. Like, everyone who we have been associated with early on, because we started an animation company 10, years, 10 plus years ago, and so everyone comes into, comes came into our office and instantly saw, you know, identical twin brothers over an animation table, and would say, "Oh my gosh, which one are you?" And I'd be like, "Why can't you? <laughs> you right. can't tell, you know." And it's just an interesting thing, um, visually, and um, from a, a workflow standpoint, they they really do work seamlessly. So I un- I do understand understand that anyway without further ado mark and mike davis yes creators of the blockheads uh, the blo- blockheads yes blockheads is a comic miniseries uh that started uh with uh eight page what was that eight page the sampler yeah eight page um, bo- black yeah. and white 
No, remember we did the um we we did a a sample piece that we pitched around town. Remember, uh-huh. it, it was all color. We went to um, he was in Def Jam. He was at Marvel. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That shit was the business. <laughs> That's so, right. Yeah, and 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 it, but it's it's a is a hip hop comic essentially, um, that came was inspired by you know the childhood experiences that mark and mike had and that we all had as um as hip-hop heads so right i i mean so i i know of blockheads right and i actually love the way the name came about there you go. so can one of the mad twins tell the story because i think it's a cool way to come up i mean it's a legit way to come up with a name well, so this is Mike speaking on the mic. So, Mark, you tell it because Mark came up with the name. Okay. I didn't come up with the name. All right. You stepped to the mic like he was going to tell it. But you <laughs> I just had to intro it. You know what I mean? Lead the way. I got you. That was a great intro. Um, it, was, it was super organic, man. Um, I used to always just draw. Like, I was a fan of my own, the people around my way. I was a fan of the, just people I came across across in my lifetime you know yeah and so i used to just draw you know i'm an artist so i draw my environment what what environment are we talking here we're talking about cambridge massachusetts walking distance from boston um the good and the evil you Mm -hmm. know it's a it's interesting town but so we grew up in the 80s so it was super crack era you know um we lived in the crack building not a crack house but like a crack like the dudes in in our crib in, in our building sold a lot of uh pharmaceuticals and so the whole neighborhood did. yeah the whole neighborhood did so um that's that's kind of like we would just we would just draw like the heads on the block and that's what it started off as is heads on the block and then you know what we was like hey let's just call it blockheads yeah because when i first heard about blockheads i thought maybe thick skull people just doing stupid yes. shit that's, too, that's true too. Right, right. Well, <laughs> that's true too. That's one of the guys you drew, probably. Yeah. Right, but but it it really does have a much cooler meaning. Uh, we got another guest yes. in the uh, room right now, don't we? Indeed, B. Indeed, B. We B. Have, uh, Schultz. B. Schultz. Uh, <laughs> we about to give you a good name. We gonna give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go by a few monikers myself, but uh, yes, I also wanted to introduce. Brother from another mother, uh, Joshua Self, Self Uno, aka, <laughs> aka the aerosol assassin, mm. uh, in the building. An artist started uh, from New York graffiti scene, came and did work for Disney, worked for Sony Image Works, did shot finals on big movies like Superman, Polar Express, and did all that. And he linked up um, through friends and amazingly uh, convinced him to come work with us. And uh, when we were doing Blockheads, uh, the animated mm. uh, animated short. And so uh, I so think... This, it, is, and, this, is, this is post-comic. This is post-initial post, post, post comic, right. And Josh came to work with us when we were um, in middle of production of an animated rap battle. And so he lent the whole kind of scenic 
display the whole environment um, and of course you know his expertise in the in the graph world and uh, without further ado speak what up <laughs> <laughs> so was that a fair introduction I was just gonna say yeah yeah, <laughs> he's yep. got more credits than Fair I'm enough. giving him yeah. credit for. Um, but yeah. yeah, I'm a veteran of uh, animation and special effects films and um, illustration, animation, graphic design, and uh, graffiti. I uh, grew up in New York City, like Brandon is uh, saying. And um, one of the things when I first met uh, Mark, I think I met at maybe Brandon's daughter's first birthday party that's when you had the the, with, the super ill afro with the talking drum remember that yeah i remember yeah and um <laughs> and uh they had the talking drum going son and <laughs> it was dope and uh and and they were telling me all about blockheads and i was still working at sony at the time and i was like why aren't i working on that you know and um a couple years later i was no longer working at sony and they were trying to final their um animation short which was this rooftop uh rap battle and uh they needed uh, the environment to be fleshed out and someone to help them just kind of bring it across the finish line and uh i jumped at the chance i just intensely put myself into it and um kind of wouldn't go away so uh you know uh i i, I gave it the uh, authentic new york flavor with the graph yeah i was gonna eat. He killed it, yeah, totally. Because and this is this is what I always was like a, really a big fan of, like your work, having this the skill set of being a graph artist with the three D experience. You don't, there's nobody out there like that, dude. And so for him to come through, it was just kind of like a blessing. It felt like like this dude has such a unique skill set that it was just like perfect fit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the time for what you guys needed. Yeah. It's like, wow. It, it really it really was like the jigsaw puzzle, the last piece of the puzzle coming in. Yeah. Word. And his um his his music his music uh knowledge is is pretty is super deep. It's really? It's like Pacific yeah. Ocean deep. And 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 to see that, that are, are short. We, are we talk real quick, are we talking all music knowledge? Listen. Or are we talking hip hop? Let me tell you something. Self sent me a, a playlist of all sampled like the original like songs where like it was like a hundred samples from all different songs like chronic everything and i was like oh oh snap like this shit is crazy right it was it was it's at least how you know what playlist i'm talking about it was. It's called. Uh, he, he don't even. It was, even my, it was my breaks playlist. It was probably. the breaks. Yeah. Dude. It was the breaks. Yeah, the breaks. It was all the breaks. It was like, um, yeah. I mean, you know, not just your Bob James and your, you know, uh, Dennis Coffey. Wow. You know, not just. Uh, you know, Samande then, right? Oh heck yeah! Okay, no, okay, this okay, okay, I'm okay, telling you, look, listen. No, I got no. that. I got that CD, of course. We used to call him the architect. Ooh. Like from the Matrix, you just, you know what I mean? <laughs> just be building it. It's like, yo. Perfect fit, man. Mm -hmm. no, per it was perfect fun. fit, just and like like mentally, like just we just vibe, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And ironically, um, Josh's wife, who I went to high school with, um, introduces. She's like, my husband is amazing artist, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. 
<laughs> and, and 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 I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Then I got to know him, you know, more and more. We got to hang out, and I was like, oh, okay, this, there's someone else like me, you know. Right. There's someone else cool. And I remember it was it was some uh, it was some holiday or randomly I went to the store and I was I, I I saw these Star Wars figures that I had never picked out before, and so I bought two of them, and I bought one. Uh, Han Solo. This was like the. What else did you buy, buddy? <laughs> and you know, I was there anyway. Uh, the, the the little collectible store in Culver City is not there anymore. Um, I bought one. I bought one Lando Calrissian. You know, oh. because that's that's from the Star Wars era. Did that's you, what we had. Did you really buy that? <laughs> <laughs> dead he up, did. dead up. It's, I still have that it. That makes it great. Yeah, he did. He did. It's, <laughs> that was mine. So, so, and so I gave Josh it. <laughs> On some hip hop shit. Let me yeah. tell you guys something right now. I know he introduced himself as B. Schultz. Yeah. But from now on, his name is Brando Calrissian. Oh, <laughs> Brando Calrissian. Yeah, from the planet. From the planet Baxman. Yeah. But Lando held it down in Return of the Jedi, though. Oh yeah, no. He came. Yeah. He was fighting yeah. that ill dude with the braids or whatever mm-hmm. on Spaghetti. Tantooine. Spaghetti guy. He redeemed himself. He, he really he did. did. Yeah. He was the man. He was like. Just a little higher, just a little higher, because Han Solo's blind, about to blast him, right? He was like, yo, yeah. you're about to blast me, dude. Can I tell you guys something? When me and Mike was coming up, we watched that opening scene, like when um, when they was about to push Luke into the into the pit. Yeah, the Sarlacc the pit. The Sarlacc pit. We watched that scene, like, every day for, like, three months. Stri- just that it. scene, like, 20 minutes, just like, <laughs> damn. For Lando? For, no, for Lando, and just because it was just mad, like, adventurous. Yeah. Because yeah. it was just like Chewbacca got... Everyone was, like, trying to hold it down, you know what I'm saying? And they were battling, yo. And Luke was just like, you know, Luke can be a little corny or whatever. Yes. But, you know, he did the ill flip off the springboard. True. Grabbed on the, to the to the, the skiff or whatever <laughs> it's called with no fingernails. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boba Fett was on the scene. Boba Fett. Boba Fett's my favorite. He did go out like a fucking punk. I know that that was whack. Yeah, and they had the nerve to burp. Yeah, Sarlacc pit burped. Right on Boba Fett. Right, right, true. And then you know that they actually brought Boba Fett back. He never really died in that scene. Yeah, because it's the comic that he was like sitting in the pit, like I'm about to get out of here or whatever. I saw that, but that's you know, it's not the movie. It's mad yeah. suspect. No, you're right. And, you're right. And but to segue that, Lando was like that's what we had, you know, as 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 black kids growing up, and Josh as as a young black child. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he had, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's why Brando Calrissian fits you so well. <laughs> it's perfect, bro. Yeah. It's perfect, man. I'm telling you. I'm thinking. You guys, you guys I'm need thinking. to get him a cape. <laughs> and uh, conk his hair. Yeah. <laughs> just, just get me a flying ship and I'm good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, but that is important, really. I mean, that point yeah. about it being the main black figure right. in one of the most iconic movies of all time. Exactly. And and to be a legit, you know, action, you know, kind of figure or hero. There's a there's a very short list. You know what I mean? That growing up that we had. So. 
full circle to blockheads i mean i think that's what a lot of people resonated with as it started from a black and white you know comic you know preview that was distributed by image why don't we tell a little bit about that story well actually i do want to hear that story but I also want you to talk about this new thing we got going on here at the uh, On Some Hip Hop Shit. Yeah. Before every show, we have a hip hop beverage. Indeed. I, I don't know if it's a hip hop beverage or it's just we sipping on. Okay. We, we, we <laughs> but sipping but on, but so. but, uh, but uh, that may be true. I mean, but let's not let's not go there in hip hop. Yes. Beverages are referenced. Indeed. Is that not true? They have are. to be. Yes, sir. Okay. I mean, for me, I remember KRS talking about Bex. You remember that one? Bex was a, uh, like a, the stalwart, uh, you know, beverage of choice of the most, uh, you know, erudite rappers of the early era. That's that's sure. back when dudes used to to, to drink private stock. You remember he private Heineken's? Stock? Yeah, or private stock was, for sure. Private stock was before Heineken was true, popping. True. Before the green bottles were, yeah. were out. Private stock was on some Brooklyn shit though, right? Didn't this didn't, like didn't it get popular in Brooklyn? I think so. My man, my man Shahi, he's the one who was like, "Yo, I need a Bex, like, Bex." <laughs> Uh-huh. Let's get a fucking Heineken. Heineken. Yeah, let's let's. They were Moet. Moet was the popular champagne. Hell yeah! Moet you guys are gonna blow the tastes whole like peanuts. The segment <laughs> today, our beverage. Uh, you drank it already. <laughs> yeah, I need a refill. That's why I wanted to bring it up because yeah. I did get the cherry coke. We had a couple other cups come into the mix. I need a refill too. <laughs> we had so, a couple other cups. Is there any more? We we that pint is gone. Uh, so I guess really? I should have came with the Hennessy. The Hennessy's gone. Yeah, exactly. The Hennessy is Francisco got in the pint. Oh, did he? Yeah, oh, exactly. Shit. Yeah, no, oh. yeah, yeah, I mean, no, it's all love. You know, he was looking thirsty. You no, know, it's true. <laughs> I was pouring beverages. You know, but yes, with today, what are we sipping on today? Well, it, Today's podcast is sponsored by Hennessy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they haven't paid yet. Henny and Coke, <laughs> right? But we're gonna get that check. Yeah, Henny and Coke. So Hen- what? What is that? So you sent me a lyric. Yes, but who? who? MF Doom. MF Doom said. Uh, MF Doom said something like, uh, I, I, "You know, I remember the days when I was broke." I got I I got the henny, but had to skip the cherry coke. Yeah, you know something something to that uh, effect. And then then he flips it 180 degrees, and he talk about how being broke was a rich time. You know, so uh, that's just doom. But doom's ill. Exactly. My first drink, the one that I associate. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, with hip hop and the one of the big influences behind Blockheads um, that I know is. Uh, Nas as an MC mm. and Nas, uh, you know, just I mean, if I had to associate him with a with a beverage, be Henny, it would, it would be yeah, Henny. Rock. yeah, it'd be that Henry. Well, you know what's crazy about Henny? So, if you wanted to like talk about Henny and you want to share something with Adam, you should have just sent them the Mob Deep video with it rocking the Hennessy jerseys. Yep. I'm like, yo, why do you do? Rocking the Hennessy jerseys, <laughs> but that but they had the red cup. It was like you know what I mean. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, Sponsored by Hennessy. Sponsored by Hennessy. Yeah. Maybe not. But yeah. Is that drink away the pain? Drink away. 
the video was yeah, that uh, would drink away the pain. Part. They they did everything. Oh, it was alcohol. Alcohol. No, 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 it was some, uh, survival of the fittest. It might have been survival of the fittest. No, it was shook ones. You sure it wasn't from juvenile hell? <laughs> no, uh oh, <laughs> most definitely not. Okay, yeah. Yeah. my <laughs> wife had a um, my my wife's from Queens, right? And she um, when we moved in together, she had a, a shirt like a, like an original promo Mob Deep shirt, like before Juvenile Hell. Mm. I still got that shit. That is original. Nice. That's a classic. They had yeah. the sickles with the hoodies. Like it was an yeah. ill drawn. That's yeah. why I liked it because it was an ill drawn, and and I was like, oh shit, you don't even know what you have right here. Right, mm-hmm. some hidden gems. So each week. Oh yeah, and and we had a little taste test today. We did yeah. a little taste test. We yeah. got a little culture with it. We brought out the the cherry coke. Yeah. Um, by the way, cherry coke. Fun fact, not available in wide release anymore. <laughs> you you got to go right. to a fountain drink, or something else. I, I ended up at an Office Depot. Oh my! What now? For, for the Henny with the cherry <laughs> coke. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Office Depot is somehow stocked. Office Depot is supporting hip hop. <laughs> yes, I like it for your henny and your cherry coke fix. Then, then we, then we had the henny with the sprite, you know, because Nas dropped the gem on that. So yeah, it was his. Um, and I just searched it, man. I should have known from the top of the head, but it was his sophomore album. Which oh, was, which on was who? On Nas. Oh, what the second album? Oh, I yeah. am. I am. I am. No, 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 no. Was it I am? It, yeah, was, it, was, it was, was written. It, it was, was written. It was written. Yeah. It okay. was ri- I am. I think was his third. Oh, album. okay. I got you. It was, it was written. That's, it the, was that's written. the joint yeah. he had True. with Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Yeah. I, I ruled the world. Yeah. That's the one. I'm Which was a homage Nas to Escobar. Curtis Blow. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Curtis Blow had the name Curtis Blow for a reason. When I was young, I didn't understand that reason. That's cocaine, like, He's right? Wildin', yo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He never really gave that image off. No, he didn't. He was like a all. Good dude. That's what I thought. Curtis Blow, <laughs> Curtis Curtis Blow, Blow had it like, together. Uh, right. Maybe it was because of that. Yeah. No, he started like, off. Limitless. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, we had a drink tonight. Yeah. And yes, we'll we continue did. to drink each episode and pay a little uh, homage yeah, yeah, to hip hop and alcohol. So yeah. ho- hold on. I was listening to um, DJ Quick today and... Um, he had that song like he's like I'm in I'm in um I'm in Atlanta and I'm representing that LA and he said we can go to Waffle House and finish with some Alize. I'm like who still drinks Alize? Do people really still drink Alize? How old was the song? The song has to be like two years old. No, bro. No. two like, years. It's not. It's it's pretty I recent. I saw Alize in somebody's fridge and I just started clowning. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? Did this the bottle is how it goes down. <laughs> That's one of the main ingredients to Thug Passion. Oh, no, 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 I know, no. It's, it's coming out. It's come, It will I never be out. Liked, I, I, I drank Alizé because dudes on, you know, on some hip-hop shit was talking about Alizé. And I was like, yo, I don't really like this drink. Right, right. Yeah. It's crazy. I no. drank Heineken because of hip-hop. Mm. Uh-huh. And I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> right, you were programmed. I Straight mean, up. You know, yeah, it, is a, yeah. it is a form of programming. Yeah. I but, drank Budweiser and I could not stand Miller. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the way that is. That's just it. Hold like, on. Your, your favorite it's rapper like says that. it. It's if like you, and that. that's the way it is. is. Yeah, so no. hold on. Incredible Hulk is it was Alize and, and was it Henny? 
because it turned green when you poured yeah, it in. Yeah, it was that's Henny, That's what it huh? was. That's what it was. Yeah. See, Henny's, yeah. Henny's the shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. No. All right, so when did, I mean. It's a love post. I have to say, <laughs> it's been, it's been, I've lived a little bit of time, and this is the first time I've ever drank Hennessy. Is it? Whoa. Oh, really? Yeah. Welcome, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> you officially hood. Oh. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, 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 to me, I thought hip hop drinks early on for me was Mad Dog Forty Forty, mm-hmm. Wild Irish Rose, mm-hmm. and Heineken, and that was it. Then, it, other than that, it was just trying to figure out whatever I could drink just to get drunk. I don't think I've ever had Wild Irish Rose. <laughs> That's it, some wino shit. I haven't. Yeah. It is. It's just That's like some it, wino it's shit. like a stepchild of or, or a like, Mad Dog. It's like right. yeah, it's like Thunderbird's twin. It's yeah, something. exactly. It's, it's yeah. terrible. I mean, it's something you just. But that drink. Mad Dog, I, I remember because they used to come up with all the crazy colors. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I, I so I went to school in Atlanta. Yeah. Dear old Morris Brown. Shout out to Morris Brown. Shout out to struggling, but <laughs> we still we love you. But um. Me and my homeboys, we used to go into the into the gas station, and we were mad young, and we we see all this Mad Dog and all these bright colors like Skittles. We were like, "Yo, you get the silk, you get the uh, clear one, I will get the blue one, you get the purple one," and we would just drink Mad Dog. Like yeah. saying it now makes me want to just Earl. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've we had were some young, and we was like, "Yo, Mad Dog, that's where it's at." Because you want to trying to get drunk. This is like the era of Freak Nick and all that. Yeah. You know? yeah. Can, can I say something, too? When when Mike's saying you get the, the purple one, you get the blue one, he wasn't talking about paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even in true. college? Especially college. Especially oh, that. Yeah, we really used to didn't steal have food it. Yeah. to eat because he was hungry and broke. <laughs> <laughs> and in college? Li- in college and, and, and liquor. All right, yeah, so well, you you I actually have... were doing good because a lot of people went to college in Atlanta in order to run hustles. <laughs> so look, my know. homeboys from in Boston, like well from Boston, we would all meet up at the bookstore at the first part of the semester. They would steal mad books and sell them shits, and we would do the flyers, and that was the hustle. You know what I mean? There you go. And people would buy books. So Atlanta actually holds a special place for blockheads, right? Because isn't that where you guys all met? Mm. We actually didn't meet out in Atlanta. We had we had a mutual friend. Shout out to Shahi too, Shahid. in Kenya too. Like Kenya? both those guys. Barris. I didn't know Kenya in Atlanta, but Shahi knew Kenya. And, Ken- okay. and Shahi was um, Shahi's a, a Brooklyn kid who can draw, and um. I had a I had a mutual friend who who had um, who was friends with Shahi, and he used to be like, "Yo, my man's can draw. He's super nasty." I was like, "He ain't better than me," and he Wait, was like, "Yeah." Who was that? Um, Taye. Oh yeah. Taye was like, "Yo, my man's nasty. He could draw." I was like, "He ain't better than me." And Mike, he was like, "Yo, you need to see him." And so one day at like a like a festival, we saw I saw Shahi. This is a bright yellow dude with orange dreads. I was like, that's that dude right there before even knowing who what he looked like, you know? Channel Live. Channel Live dude type of dude. <laughs> and so like we got together and he was just like a he was a super ill artist and shit, you know. I don't know what the point was. Where nah nah, it's just, you know. That's where all the that, connections that, but, but, but all the connections. So that's where all the connections but that but that's kinda like the first the first drawing of Blockheads before it was even called Blockheads was ninety six, ninety seven. 
when we, we had this um we had a we had a, a building uh, i mean a, a apartment southwest of Linton. it wasn't swats no, it was it was, it was, it was west end mm-hmm. the west end mm-hmm. it was the hood though it was but ashby. It, was the it was ashby yeah it was crazy but that was the first first drawing that we did and it was consequence one of the characters but that wasn't that was our sophomore year in college when we first had the iteration of blockheads and then a couple of years later we revisited it and then we, we built a story around it you know what i mean mm-hmm. but that was the thought that was the seed so you guys came up with it you the mad twin this was a mad twins creation then when does Brandon when does Brando Calrissian get in? <laughs> get it straight? Sorry. This, well, Brando Calrissian came into the scene when 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 me and Mike flew out to the Sky City, which is <laughs> AKA LA, you know, because Shahid um, introduced us to to Brandon in Kenya, mm. and Kenya uh, Barris is. Is he's blowing up? He's big time now. The creator of Blackish yeah. and executive producer of that and other, you know, huge film properties happening right now. So right, it's a moment, and it that was all connected through. I went to Morehouse. Kenya went to Clark. Mike and Mark went to Morris Brown. So Atlanta University Center yeah. stand up. So then. I mean, that, then you guys start building in L.A. Indeed, indeed. Okay, yeah. And then what was you? How did you? How did you think about this, Brando? Well, <laughs> it's Sorry. funny. It's funny because um, Adam likes it. <laughs> ah, that shit is funny. Yo, it's do- B. It's dope, bro. It is. It is great. I'm just, you know, I'm not fighting I'm, it at all. Get the cape. Every nickname I've ever had was hoisted on me by other people. And that's the way it's supposed to that's be. That's the way it They've is. They've never cannot. been foul. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's, that's the standard way. Right. I mean, you I, don't give yourself your own nickname. There you go. You that, just that's, don't. See, that's real old school, like how I was raised. Like, True. But, so when we came outside, it was we, we kind of was born with a nickname because people would just be like, yo, what up, twin? Like, right. Damn, you guys can't like... <laughs> Come on with something creative. Like, put on your thinking cap already. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, like some people don't know my real name. They just yeah. they just call Malcolm. me Twin. Malcolm. Twin. Right, Malcolm probably doesn't know my real name. Malcolm <laughs> never called me by my real name. Matter of fact, I saw Malcolm. Like it may also be a way yeah. not to offend you by saying the wrong name. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. point. This is true. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. But it's not offensive though. That's the, right. Like, like that's what I tell people, and they be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And I'm like. It's okay, it, right. it, you know. It's I don't mind being confused with him. He's actually a cool guy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. So but the origin story of you know Blockheads as a produced project was um, we started an animation studio, not knowing any better. You know, we were asked, you know, do you guys, you know, by music video director, this was Shahid, I believe, Shahid and Kenya, who are who are my friends at the time. Oh, can you do a music video uh, with animation? And of course, they said yes, um, having no idea how to pull that off. And got a group of young guys, including um, Mark and Mike, you know, to pull it off from the Atlanta University Center. And we said, okay, you guys did that. Um, we can do more of that. And this was around the time of uh, the first when animation was first getting popular online. So we segued from that to doing, uh, from doing a music video to doing work for hire for Tony Braxton, 
R. Kelly. We did the first series of animated cartoons that were fully emailable with Adidas. So we did about three animations with Adidas, including uh, Run DMC homage with my Adidas, a basketball homage, and a, a funky jazz one. So we did a lot of work for hire, and most, of, almost all of it was around youth culture, and almost all of it was around hip hop. And so, you know, that then we, we started picking up some work, and we said, this is awesome. Um, but we came into this to do our own. Right. We wanted to do, we wanted to make our street legends, you know, and because we didn't have that growing up. All we had was Lando Calrissian, <laughs> who got asked out of the movie pretty fast. Yeah. We wanted to make something, you know. Right. He was the original of owner of the Millennium Falcon, though. That, yeah, that, That's uh, his uh, whip. Yes, it is. But I was going to say, I saw that, um, so the, the Adidas promo that we started out with a long time ago. We worked with Mavericks on that, right? Yeah, that was did. before I was there. Yeah. But I saw we, that. We, we, mm, no. Yeah, that was no, us. No. It was Sax. We we worked. It was us. The Sax was with no, us. No, Von, 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 Ro- Von Ross. Did the basketball one, remember? Oh, yeah. He the did basketball the basketball one. one. He yeah, did yeah, the basketball one. Which yeah. was dope. Shout out to yeah. Von Ross. But yeah. um, talented artist. I saw that the other day. Because, I mean, how old is that? The Adidas <laughs> piece. 2000. Yeah, 2000? like a teenager. I saw it, and it's fly, you know, for the time. Hold you know up. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, And it was fully emailable at the time, which was a big deal. It was because, the whole internet bubble, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. We was doing this during the whole when all those Flash cartoons were, you know, when the internet just really started to, you know, show its potential. You know, that, and that was that's a crazy time, bro. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what the fuck's email? How do you, how do you email somebody? <laughs> Someone was like, it's like a phone. You gotta have an email address to to email somebody. I was like, oh shit, it's like a phone, huh? <laughs> what was your first email server? I was Yahoo. Oh shit, was, I still have that. Shit. I think it was, was America. Yahoo. I think yeah. it was America Online. AOL. I had the, the, AOL. Free, the free disk that they used to send in the oh. mail. Yeah, dial up. I was Hotmail. 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 Jedi yeah. seventy seven. Right. Right. Ooh, you were a Jedi. I was Jedi seventy seven <laughs> at Hotmail. You know, I got a good friend. Well. His name is Jedi Willie. Oh yeah, yeah. Je- Shouts out to Jedi Willie. <laughs> Can I, I a little another little piece of uh, a little? I tit. was Usagi Adam. Usagi. Usagi Ojimbo. Usagi Ojimbo. Hell yeah. Fucking rabbit, yo. Yeah. Cut everyone's like head in half. That dude was rugged. Still is. Yeah. Guy's still doing it. Crazy. That's yo. the shit. Yeah. So I, I was I was gonna say my um so DJ Drama, pretty successful DJ. His first name was DJ Jedi. Um, yeah, I went to school with him at Clark. So yeah. he, but at the time he was going by Jedi. And you know, I changed my email to Mad Twins. Yeah. Shortly after. But then he changed his name to Jedi. I mean, from Jedi to Drama. You know, it's a good look for him. Yeah, worked out. <laughs> <laughs> what were you, Brando? Oh, I was BS Films. I was. Oh, BS you are. You were a business from the beginning. I'm. You know. I don't business know. Business films. I was, yeah, exactly. I was thinking of the shortest thing possible. That's all right. Um, but we, uh, we, so we, we ended up doing all this work for hire, which was great. But again, you know, we're dealing with clients. You know, ups and downs, high points and low points. Clients coming to us like. We need this animation. Here's a hundred thousand dollars, but we need it in two weeks. You know, 
and people not really understanding <laughs> the process, including and, ourselves, including ourselves, you know, and just and learning the process. So it really was um, animation school of hard knocks, which was really cool because a few people carried us under their wing. Um, Abby Geyer, who was working with Adidas at the time, who kept uh, flowing us work. Um, a few other ad agency folks who um, kept us, you know, moving. And so we ended up evolving the company and saying, okay, because my, my background is uh, both my parents are filmmakers and they were encouraging me in this whole venture. They were, you know, a huge part of the support for the whole venture. And so they said, basically make your own thing, you know, uh, you know, have your own Batman, have your own Spider-Man, have your own version of that. And so when actually my dad saw Mark drawing uh, some of the characters for Blockhead, saw him flipping through his notebook, he said, what's that? You know, and so that's how the real collaboration was born. And I would say it wasn't that much later that we were making a comic book, um, which was also a first time venture for Image Comics. So, Mark, so, you can take it from there. So, you guys started animation and flipped it to comic books first. Yeah. We kind of went backwards, huh? I mean, why? We <laughs> call it reverse engineering. <laughs> <laughs> well, also because we knew, we knew at the time, we knew what we wanted it to be. We knew we wanted to make a, a, a feature. We knew we wanted to make something that had some edge to it and some bite to it. And... We knew that comics was a great way to get our story, you know, tight. Right. So the comics was the comic book was just really a pitch for the film, you know. Mm -hmm. But then when we got the deal, we was kind of we was we had a deadline, so we had you know we had to do you know do a comic book, you know, right. which was which was a great blessing because I've never really like when I was. I was young. I was just hustling. We, me and Mike used to just hustle T-shirts in the park. Like that was what our thing. But then when we got this this like contract from Image, and had to be delivered by this date, he's like, "Oh shit, we really gotta, you know, we gotta get this done on time, you know." So you guys were actually, so you guys started off as artists, twins. Yeah, we always did. So, so together, I mean, you guys were both doing art always. And was it a competition between you Never. two? Never. It was always working together. Right. Yeah. All right. Always kind of trading off. So we started, like you said, doing like just hustling T-shirts, neighborhood T-shirts, T-shirts in, in Cambridge. You know what I mean? And then when we got to Atlanta, we would do a lot of uh, promo work for like Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang was just hitting. So they had all these like, you know, Killer Army and all these other guys that were coming up under them. So we did a lot of the Killer Army promotions. And that's kind of when we first really started to see like, yo, we could really do something in this game. And then, like the our first big deal was with um, was with Left Eye actually, right. and she was doing a a solo album, and she flew us out to to what was it Miami? No, Orlando. Orlando, and we did like a a, a concept, like concept artwork for albums, for her album, her solo album, which never came out. But that's was like the first time like she they paid for everything, you know. I smoked the L with left eye. Mm. <laughs> that was amazing. That is cool. Yeah, no, she cooked cool. us food. She, we talked about Ninja she roll, Scroll. She rolled it or did you? She rolled it. Ooh. Gave it to me. 
all rolled up, all finessed. So mm. that's way better than you being the dude who's like, hey, you want to get high? <laughs> <laughs> Smoke with me. Yeah. She had a dude. But, yeah. like, we talked about Ninja Scroll. Wow. She liked Ninja She was Scroll. into Ninja Scroll? She was into anime, bro. She loved art. But Ninja Scroll was, like, the pinnacle. You got to know... If you know Ninja Scroll, if you, know Ninja Scroll you, you basically are like TLC's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, you got to give her uh, an amazing amount of credit for Ninja Scroll. Because <laughs> that is fucking the shit. Yeah, in the, 90, in the 90s, no less. She no. would always quote, um, I don't know who, I forget what the, the name of the, um, so you know Gemma had, had like the, the flower dude who was like his, yeah. his like second in command. Right. And he, he'd be like, we have more pressing matters, yeah. Tessai. She would always quote that, and I'd be like, "Yo, that's your favorite part. There's other ill parts, but like, she was she was on it. You know what I mean? Real cool, real cool person. Man. Yeah. Rest in peace. No doubt. Rest in power. Rest in peace. So Sean you, Price. You did that, yeah, Sean Price, huh? Another. God, can we talk about that? I mean, we could. Yeah. We could do it. We could do whatever we want. <laughs> we could do. I mean, for me. Helter Skelter, that whole boot camp click early, Smith and Wesson's first album, The Shining, is a top is a top five album for me. Mm. The Shining is The Shining is classic. It is and classic. then Nocturnal, Helter Skelter yeah. is like above that. Nocturnal probably really probably yes, has absolutely the, ooh. Nocturnal probably has the best intro in in any album, point blank, hands down. What 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 do you say? What would you dig doing in the milk? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> True. We was, we was smoked out listening to that. Like we had we used to have listening parties when you coming oh, up, yeah. you know, cut school. Yeah. Smoke. So, someone somebody copped the record. Yeah. Because it was only one person that was getting the record. Yeah. Everyone else would make dubs. Yeah. You would all sit down, you would parlay, you would listen to that record, yep. and everyone would just internalize the whole just entire thing. It. And nocturnal was the shit, dude. Hell yeah. By the way, I've got an idea that we should start right now, which is, you know how people have book clubs? Right. A album club where oh, you get oh. together with oh, a group of awesome. people, yeah. you play one album, each person, one person brings an album that week or that month or whatever. You know how many kids are listening to this, probably four, and saying, what the fuck? What's an album? What, what's what is, an album? What is this album you speak <laughs> but, but the point <laughs> is, is, is... To have one, to listen to one song to the next and listen to it at the end, it's a whole experience. Yeah, it oh, is. Most definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that would be the shit. That's, yeah. That's, no, that's, that is, that's that great. Be, yeah. I mean, that's I'm, just. I'm into that idea. Yeah. yeah. Glad you guys approve. Good creative I endorse, practice. I endorse that idea. Oh, yeah. Right, but let, me, let me get 10% of that out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> I'll give it away. Wait, wait, I'm, wait, I'm wait, happy. Wait, what's 10% of nothing again? Yeah. Uh, damn it. All right. So, I like that, though. Album Club, though. Right? Yeah. That's album dope, though. Who, who, who signed it. up for the Columbia um, Music Club? I signed club. other people up for yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> who yeah. signed yeah, up yeah, for yeah. that? So, so, with that, real quick, because we got to go back to the uh, to where you guys were. It, uh, with the art but if we could do that okay mm -hmm. so now there's two kinds of clubs or two kinds of listening so if we're doing a, just a hip-hop album listening or we're doing just a general album like you gotta kind of open it up so for me the general open up i would have to do miles davis kind of blue 
Mm. General, there's so many ways that, to that, go. That's, there's so that's many ways to go. Like this is on ways. some hip hop shit. So I'm going. Yeah, yeah, let's. That, yeah. Was, that right. was the first jazz album that I ever like right. listened to. Like when I became of age to buy my own shit. Right. Kind of blue. Right. Right. Well, I, I would I would say Giant Steps. I didn't, I didn't buy it. Coltrane though. just. Okay, you I know, was definitely more on the Coltrane right. tip. Just, yeah, to just, but Miles yeah. Davis kind of blue is a ridiculous album. Okay. It is incredible. Yeah. Okay, no so I, but I, I was saying that as a preview for okay, now hip hop, right? Because this is on some hip hop shit, right? So, but we know it started from bebop. Yeah, right. For me, as Q Tip told us, it, it's very hard to bring an album to the table because if you're doing objectively. You want to bring something like it takes a nation of millions to hold us back because that is for, you know, it's an unbelievable one. But for your, for your for your personal favorite, I probably have to do Boogie Down Productions ghetto music, the blueprint of hip hop. Is that right? Shit, um, criminal minded, dude. Like, well, it always will see stand that, out to me as the, the head and shoulders above all the rest. It uh, is Boogie an amazing album. record. Yeah. But I mean, by all means necessary is unbelievable. I know, but it's still criminal minded is like it's short. And that's what's dope about that era of hip hop. It's like ten to twelve songs. Yeah. There was no bullshit. There was no filler. It was all on on that record. And it was no skits and it was no nonsense and like it was to the point. And and for, for BDP, nine millimeter goes bang, South South Bronx, criminal minded, poetry, poetry, dope beat. Dope beat. I mean, come on, like you literally cannot the uh 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 super Not ho here. i mean there are no duds yeah, on that record super ho. right that shit just makes me smile i bro. mean for but i get but for me it was it was at the moment of my life when i was in control like hip-hop had it was such a new thing mm. in ter- i mean like listen i i 79 my yeah. dad brought home sugar hill gang that's what's up i was walking to school in 84 with a, a walkman with two earphones, me and my sister listening to Fat Boys, Fat Boys, yep. and Houdini Escape. That's what's up. Okay. Fat boys. But when I got really into hip hop, it was 87, 80, 88, and, and by all means necessary and criminal minded were my favorites. Yeah. But it wasn't, I felt mature with hip hop. In '89, right. I mean, right. I was, it was a moment in and time, and so that's why I right. say ghetto music. I mean, listen, that, I agree. Yeah. Criminal minded yeah. is the fucking shit. No, but yeah. when you start off with uh, the style you haven't attained yet, I mean, you put Jack no. of Spades in there. He was bringing like the complexity at that point in a right. way where, uh, like, 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 like Kara said, it, he 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 came out with the the streets at first in order to get your attention. Yes. And then after... Um, he educated. By all means necessary, he was, like, able to, like, bring the knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, first first he got your attention, and then he brought the knowledge to you. Right. And, yeah, I mean, you had Black Cop. But was that Black Cop? Or Black was it, Cop. Um, Black right? Cop. Black that Cop. Black it Cop. It no. was after that? No, that was after. But, uh... Oh, I, mean, he, I mean, he brought, he brought the no, knowledge. He, he no brought doubt. the knowledge. My favorite... One of my favorite all-time favorite... Harris one songs is my philosophy. It was That's the my first, favorite was of all time. Yes. Number one song. Yes. Period. End of story. No, it's it, yo. It, it was the first song I kind of like. I was like, all right, I'm gonna commit this to memory, and mm. I wrote it down, and it took me a long time. I'm just rewinding, rewinding on a tape, over and over, over and over, and I'm gonna get this, and I and it's all ingrained. You know what I mean? All right. That's the crazy part. So your album. What album are you playing at that hip hop record club? I'm playing Illmatic. Oof, mm. So 
delicious. That's the best. That's the. Come on, man. It's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like asking who's your your favorite NBA player of all time is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. It's not Dr. Right. J. Well, no, but you know what? You. It is true. I get mad because I wanted to say Illmatic. Yeah. But also it now is. Now I got to think hard. But it's obvious. I hate to say it. It's obvious. Well, Just like Criminal Minded well, is obvious. But you know that. That that inspired blockheads, yo. They're obvious okay. for a reason. It, a it's obvious for me. You're like, right. I I I killed that album like 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 talk about it like ten no songs. Mm-hmm. Perfection. Yeah. Best yeah. producers of all different time. producers, but that was the era. That was the first record first. where it was a different producer on every song, bringing their dopest shit to the dude who was spitting the hottest. At the, time. Yeah, yeah. at the time, yeah, at the time, that and that's which a transformation of the really landscape. Yet, you know, in a yeah, lot of yeah. ways, you know, that's true. You, you right. hadn't heard it like that. No, it was like a transformation of the landscape of the hip hop landscape. I think there's like guys who transform the landscape. You know, um, you can go back to Kumo D when yeah. he, he took away from the bar, did he bar? Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Right. And he he was just flowing in a battle, in a battle. True. And then you go to Kum. I mean, you get LL, you get LL. Eric B and Rock, uh, well, Rakim just kind of like his. Oh, Rakim flipped it on he, everybody. He, he transformed the landscape, and yeah. I think Nas did the whole thing too. Like yeah. when he was like, I keep a um, keep a nine in the, uh, uh, Uzi in the. I keep a Uzi, Uzi in, in the lining of my army jacket. Um, right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's sponsored by Hennessy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. You know we were up on that. Indeed. So. This is so, Ill, so <laughs> class we, number two. Illmatic, obviously. Brando Calrissian, what do you got? What's the album you're bringing to the hip-hop listening party? You know, I hear a lot of East Coast. Oh, I was, no, I was uh, going to do this, dude. I was knowing without even, like, Brando waiting, Calrissian. Nice city. Los Angeles. Straight out of Compton. I hear a lot of East Coast. All right, so give it a West. Oh, man. You know, I'm actually going to take it South Coast Slums. Oh, all right. ATLians. Just, no just drop ATLians uh, and just have a listen. Yeah, no. No. It was big. You're not, you're <laughs> not, you're not wrong. When that in a lot shit of ways. dropped. No. That shit was what? Cool. I was not, in Atlanta during that time. Wrong. It was Eyes on fire. Wide open. That yeah. shit. That shit was immaculate. Yeah, right. I was not in Atlanta, and I was still influenced by yeah. that at the same time because I'm such an East Coast person. Yeah, and and the whole uh, elevator, what was that called? Yes, yes. elevators, elevators. Yep. elevators. Your mama yeah. and no, your cousin southern, too. Yeah, the yeah, Southern playlist, yeah. Cadillac yeah, music. music. That was music. Strong, all together. Yeah, yeah. But that was the first album. So that was the, the first Cal- album, right? You're oh, talking okay. second, talking album. The second, second album, album. Yeah, yeah. No, that's which true. is because yeah. that first album was no. off the chart. Players yeah. Ball, Players Ball, was the first Southern East Coast flavored. Real hip hop. Well, no, they, because the South no, just got I a mean, chance. Basically, what? Uh, two Live Group. Yeah, that was the not, Miami base. That, that, that was a whole. Southern, di- that that was so an East Coast influence. Southern. That didn't have the East Coast lyrics. That was yeah. That was that, that was, was more, some party music. That was more go go. That was a little more go go. They right? yeah. invented their own lane because if they were I doing this, saying, is the thing in LA, early hip hop, there were dudes with the East Coast flow. You know, there were dudes who were trying to do what Houdini was doing. And, you know, they were sounding like that. But the people who broke out was Ice-T, <laughs> 6 in the morning. You know, 6 oh, in the morning, police had to You know, those, those, yeah. those are the people. Ice Cube really needs out. to get his props yeah. for Gangsta Ice Rap. Ice Cube is yeah. too, yes, quote, unquote, too Ill, dude. Hell yeah. yeah, he is. 
and he's still doing it. Right. No, no kidding. Dude. And his chick is. But I'm gonna say Disney. AT Aliens for the fact of Southern playlistic Cadillac funky music for your trunk came like out of left field and hit you like whoa. And then AT Aliens was that progression. It was that Midnight Marauders yes. moment, you okay. know, for Atlanta, you know, for a whole region really. And man, just just it's a good one. It is. It's a good one. It's so it's I would I would stay at that listening party. Yeah. <laughs> All right, who's next? Uh I think it's us. So, uh, oh, no. oh, what would mine be? Yeah. I mean, don't take mine, bro. I uh, think I mean, mine. I I I in a lot of ways uh I was very influenced at the, in the early stages by um uh uh, public Enemy in a lot of ways, dude. So are you like, bringing that to the like party? Their, like their first record, dude? Yo yeah. Bum Rush the Show? Yeah, Yo Bum Rush the Show. Oh, wow. Show. I, would do- I would totally bring that to the party. Time Bomb, My Uzi Ways a Ton, yeah, dude. Uzi like, Ways a Ton. Uh, you're going to get yours? You're going to get yours. Oh. oh, man. Come on. I mean, like, uh, Suckers people in the place, treat me like I know Kareem you hate my 98. dude. I mean, looking like the car the Green Hornet had Listen. in a lot of ways that, like, his lyrics were painting a picture for me that I totally understood. And it was like way after the era that I had already got really comfortable with rap, listening to Run DMC and listening to all the other stuff where he took that, all that to the next level with his imagery and his rapid fire flow of multiple images of all this stuff that I was totally into. I saw each one of those things. You was right there though. Yeah. You was right there in the city. I was in the mix. Without any question. Yeah, absolutely. I was listening to Red Alert. I was listening to Chuck Chill Out. I was listening to all that stuff. I was staying up late. I was dubbing those shows to record them. I was rewinding, like you were saying, I was rewinding all that stuff over and over again. And I was, uh, you know, immersing myself in that. And it was, it was like... That's how, that's how you became studying. the architect. I was, yeah. I was doing the knowledge, son. <laughs> yes, like I really was, and knowledge. and like as dope as Paid in Full and all that other stuff was, the production to me wasn't as ill as the Bomb Squad. The stuff, Bomb Squad, you know what I mean? That, the Bomb Squad stuff was like a, a like a, a collage of mm. all these crazy sounds and all these beats and all these other elements. I don't that think those guys get enough credit. They weren't wearing thin all the traditional samples that all these other cats right. were running through. They really weren't. It was I, not the same old break beats. They no, were, I, and I agree. And I think the Bomb Squad is the reason why when, when Ice Cube left on NWA was, was the reason why he blew the hell he up. killed it because of them. Because of the Bomb Squad, yep. dude. No we're question. Gonna, we're going to have to have a whole Ice Cube like pod for I, sure. I fucks yeah. with Ice Cube. Yeah, too, I, I gotta, I, say, yeah, I gotta I say though. Damn, this might be controversial. Say, <laughs> say your piece. I think, I think, I think Ice Cube had more of an impact with the Bomb Squad than Public Enemy. Don't shoot mm. me. Mm. I think that they were very well established at that point, and that when when they came, when Ice Cube meshed with them it right. was to show that they were not just public enemies right. producers they were I, experienced but also understand that once nwa and ice cube and everyone got into the mix it kind of opened up to america yeah. i mean east coast is east coast and it's very territorial but the west coast just like said everyone's invited to this party <laughs> And come on, and then when Ice Cube this is true. merged with the East Coast, 
It was the bringing Bumps, together. Bumps, giggly, bunk, giggly, dump. It was a, you better check yourself before you wreck. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, Brando. Too much Hennessy, yeah. Brando. Yeah. No, for Le- real. No, I agree with what you're saying in a lot of ways because it was like the folding of the, like the back of the Mad Magazine where you're putting A and B together and getting a new image because Whoa. you had the, the East Coast joints. Uh, of the of the bomb squad and the west coast style of ice cube and you were saying all right well everyone's like really trying to have their own style or whatever but like when you put these two together it's like you know you put your peanut butter in my chocolate yeah okay. from a nerd perspective you dope, brought yeah. out mad yeah. mad magazine you that is that a to b i forgot about you know that what I'm talking architect, about. The architect the bro. architect all right you're out i heard paybacks yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was my jam yo that, that, that's like that's like the that's the quintessential. That's go ahead. That that's the quintessential merging between the like when that song comes in, it's so powerful. Yeah, though. It's I heard just like payback's bang. a motherfucking nigga. Yep, no for sure. Damn. Once upon a time in the projects. Yep. Yo, okay, so so my and I thought Josh was gonna say this because he is rocking the the Killer Bee colors, but. Wu Tang, oh. bring the motherfucking I, ruckus. I was keeping it like it before that comment ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. there was a time because '93, you were talking all, the, all of a sudden we we've got like Biggie, Wu Tang, yeah. Nas, and all this other what stuff. What an incredible and, year! And bro. like the first time we're gonna go through this stuff. I'm I'm bringing Public Enemy, but yeah. you're right in a lot of ways. Maybe the next time we come through, I'm bringing. And I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, like it was a it was a toss up between. Bring the ruckus and NWA. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. NWA. Yo, me and Mike Boston was a gangbang city. No, we were rocking the NWA. Dude, you know, even before that, though, I was rocking Easy e Yeah. Like, a while back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Easy e Oh, my God. Like, my homeboy um, like upstairs. Easy was killing. Upstairs from us. Fucking uh, dope boys. The radio Jeez. song by Easy e was a big one that, at that time, we wanna I have, fuck you easy. We, we, we wanna fuck you I have Tim. a I have a great NWA story. <laughs> when NWA came out, because NWA was the first like, and at the time you didn't think about West Coast, East Coast, right? You just like, oh, this shit is crazy. You bought everything, right? You it was just like, like, what's out this week? Or you just yeah. dubbed everything. Someone had right, it and you dubbed it. it. Good looking out. I and bought then, that shit. <laughs> I I don't know how do we get that. <laughs> My homeboy. uh Roy Scott. You guys know how mild manner. You guys know how mild manner my dad is, right? Yeah. yeah. He found our NWA tape, niggas with attitudes. <laughs> he found that and in front of us took the tape and crushed it. Oh, <laughs> yo, my, my, yo, my mom's my mom's threw it away. Well, Brando. Yay. Calvary Your Zim. dad. Yeah. Crushed. Crushed. Did he, he crush it? He crushed your grooves. Yeah. <laughs> he, crushed, he crushed your groove. Hand crushed. Wait our a second. NWA that is crazy because I mean we have not touched upon it, but your no. dad directed Crush Groove. Indeed, indeed. I mean, Amongst and many and other and things. Yeah. right. Yes. But at the moment that Crush Groove came out, that was some revolutionary stuff too. Yeah, I mean, and well, yet he couldn't hang with NWA. This this is how Crush Groove happened. My dad's first ho- Hollywood film was a film called Cooley High. So dope, which is let me let me uh you drop that name right there, bro. Pick it up. <laughs> Cooley High. Crush Crush Groove is a classic. Yeah. Right, right. Cool, cool. So so his, his first his first film was Cooley High. 
you know, he's very much of that era, right? right? So when when uh, he came to uh, to me, my brothers, he said, "Listen, um, there's a group. Uh, there, uh, I don't know. You guys might have heard of them. This is after the the NWA crushing incident." Um, he said, you may have heard of them. They're called the Fat Boys. And there's another group called Run DMC. Have you heard of them? Do you know them? Should I do this movie? Of course, knowing. Right. You know, they're the biggest thing for us, you know, in the world. Right. And we instantly said, if you don't make a movie with Run DMC and the Fat Boys, like, we, we're out. We're going to beat you up. <laughs> we're going to beat up out. you, Dad. We're going to go figure it out. We're uh, going to go find them ourselves. You know, so. Okay, I get uh, it. So Makes that, sense. That, that's, yeah, that, that's, that's that era. But, um, yeah, no, we literally, I mean, NWA, I mean, come on, as a parent in the 80s, yeah. like, you know. I would crush that shit. Yo, my mom <laughs> straight up threw that shit away. So, because we, so, my NWA story is so. Back in in elementary school, I was in eighth grade and I was rocking that hard, right? Right. And uh, we had these things called mini courses, so it was like preparing us for high school. So in Boston, you have, you know, K to eight, and then you go nine to twelve, whatever. You don't have middle school. So I was in eighth grade, and me and my homeboy Javel, shout out to L, um, we had our mini course was a radio station. Oh shit! Yeah. And um. I know this story. So we we had a radio station. It was in the principal's <laughs> office because the the principal's office had the PA system. So we we would from like <laughs> one one thirty to two o'clock. We we would we was able to pick music and play whatever we wanted, right? So what we ended up doing was playing "Fuck the Police," <laughs> <laughs> but we locked the principal's door. <laughs> We let the ship play. We locked it and we ran out. Oh, and I man. ran home <laughs> because you I was knew, like, I was like, I was good. I'm gonna get fucked up. I was like, but result. for some reason in eighth grade, I was like, well, they're probably not gonna find me. But right. like, you know, I, we got suspended off of that. But yeah. like, it was like, fuck the police coming straight from the underground, playing right. in elementary school. Oh my god! Well, kindergarten through eighth. Brown, kindergarten through eighth Brown. grade. Parent Ice Cube. You guys were fucking heroes. We were heroes. It was Shout worth, out to my was, nigga Al, yo. It was worth yo, the suspension. Punk rock if I it was Tevis Cologne, too. Yeah, yeah Tevis Cologne was there, too. Yeah. Yeah. We you, locked the door on the motherfuckers, yo. Did you think to yourself that was worth it? After yes. you guys Hell suspended? yeah, dude. <laughs> the most like, popular yo. kids in school after that. <laughs> I graduated after that. I was like, yo, I'm out. Because I was eighth grade president, but they impeached me yeah. because of that. <laughs> I, was about to swear. I was about to say this. Like, Mike beat out like the most popular kid in school for, for, for uh, eighth grade president. And then he got impeached. <laughs> they, what bylaws did they have to produce to impeach you? No NWA. Uh, that was they, a, they fired me, dude. I was like, yo, I'm student body president. Thanks, nope. Dre. Yeah. That is great. That's yeah. my NWA. Hashtag That's thanks, funny. Dre. I forgot about that. Uh, all right. So, blockheads. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys are artists doing your thing. Just, I mean, obviously, in some competition with others because you are saying no one can do it better. And then you guys hook up with Brando Calrissian. <laughs> Shout out to Brando. 
And then, so what, so blockheads, heads around the block, right? Heads on the block. Heads on the block. Heads on the block. Heads on the block. And I, think, then, I think block is an East Coast thing, huh? It is. Sure, dude. Because there are no blocks around here. Yeah, well, there are blocks, and you tell yeah, them, and yeah. it's yeah, not like from the five blocks, streets so. not from long. Yeah. It's like five streets like, long. You're from like the area, yeah. or like the area code, oh, right. or whatever. You're from the 310. You're from the 213. Right. You know what I mean? A general like, vicinity. Yeah, it, it's a vicinity <laughs> thing. You're from Venice, so you're from, you know, you know. Or Park street, or something. Oh, you're yeah. from a streets, neighborhood. You're from yeah. the hood. It's like right. what hood? Yeah. What hood are you from? Where are you from? <laughs> right, so right. the East Coast yeah. merged with the West Coast. Indeed, like, because I Brandon, do. you're you're West Coast. But I, yes, I and I grew up here. I lived through the era of the Battle Ram. You know. But Brandon's from Brandon was born in New York. Right. I was born in New York, so I always had that. You know, I understood <laughs> New York isms. Dude from the dudes from New York, you know, I was a Mets fan and I was a Dodgers fan at the same time, you know, because I lived there when I was 13, 14. I had cousins. Well, that's dangerous, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a damn Being shame. a Mets fan? Yeah. Well, damn. you know what? Back in the day when I was in New York, we had Daryl Strawberry. You had We had Doc Gooden. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Had we had Derry Cotter. Yeah, exactly. That was, I was like, you, oh, everybody's on these, fan, everybody's on these Yankees. Yeah, okay. Like, why would they be on the Yankees? All the young brothers are killing wait, it. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Time out. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> and the Pats. <laughs> but it's really and about the Seas. It's, really it's really about Los Dodgers. Oh, it, it, by the way. The Seas, the Celtics. That's where the Reggie Lewis came from, huh? Mm-hmm. On the on the jersey. You peeped that, huh? Oh yeah, on the comic book, that Reggie shit was Lewis. Big. Then who put the Kobe Bryant? Oh, yo, was, you was know that what? Brandon? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> but that's funny because that shit was kind of like serendipitous. Remember? Because yeah, like number eight. Yeah, because we didn't even realize. Like we was just like, oh, let's just um. Why do we why do we put him in in, in Lakers in the Lakers jersey? They were battling. I, I, yeah, I think because they were battling. It was just like a classic rivalry. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think no. Kobe was just straight up new in the league, right? It well, wasn't like, necessarily a Kobe thing. It was not, like a Lakers Celtics rivalry. Yeah, it was a Lakers Celtics rivalry. That's all it was, really. It, but to put Reggie Lewis, I mean, where, well, why Reggie? I I thought Reggie Lewis um, was just like a, a positive figure. You know what I mean? It just he he had the most he he had, he, skills. he had skills he he had he had the swag for the time you know what i mean and his life was just really cut short. super short dude and he could have been a star you know what uh, i mean he was he was becoming yeah, a star he was supposed he was. to take over for larry bird yeah. yeah yeah so he had the like he had the sickest fadeaway oh he had the sickest fadeaway and i i modeled my fadeaway after that shit and my fadeaway is tight, <laughs> tight bro who wants to see me yeah. And then, um, you know, it was interesting. So when we did Blockheads, uh, there were uh, there was an idea. All right. So Image Comics said, maybe we'll we'll publish you guys um, because this sounds interesting. We knew a couple of the same people in common. And Image was like, all right, we'll we'll give this. We'll, we'll do your show. We'll do your right. episode. Right. And so we came out. They said do a preview first. Uh huh. For and that was our first Comic Con. Was the what we call the preview book issue zero. We were handing them out for free. Yeah, exactly. So r- real quick before we get there, because that's a whole thing and that this you, is, a- you this actually. Is right, pre- I'm sorry. This no. is right before Comic Con was like crazy Hollywood too. Right. Before yeah. it was super huge. Yeah. Yeah. 
But you guys had to come up with the concept before you got to the, the actual creation of it. Right. So is that a thing where the three of you started this, or is there anyone else in the mix at this point? Um, so what era? That's like, I mean, when we brought Blockheads was looked at by by Michael Schultz, Brandon's father, from from Mark, who who was at Imagination Studios when we were in Santa Monica, and so that was like the iteration of it. And he saw like this one page, and he's like, "Who are these guys?" And he's like, "Do you have a story behind them?" And he was like, "Yeah, we do." And so we built the story behind that moment. So that was the moment, you know what I mean? It was just a bunch of guys with, like, heads on the block. It was just a bunch of dudes that we, like, you know, that's an interesting look. Let's capture that. Because even to this day, like, I, if, if I had the time, I would sit down and just draw, like, you know, three people a day. Interesting people that I come across. Because I think the thing I, I love about life is the diversity. You know what I mean? People who are into hip-hop, let's say... For, for instance, in, in the Blockheads context, everybody looks different. You know what I'm saying? But we all can talk the same language. So that fascinates me. Everything that has like a collection of people, like let's say G.I. Joe, right? I right. love G.I. Joe, but they're all different, but they're all fighting for the same purpose. Transformers, the same thing. It's a collection of people fighting for the same thing. And that's always what interested me in in like when it comes to like visuals anything that has people expressing the same thoughts but they they look visually different yeah different backgrounds and like i'm a like a lover of culture also you know what i mean so it's, it's it's just like a hybrid of all that and i think that's the thing that we did you know collectively is mm-hmm. d- is develop a mythology mm-hmm. you know because we, we were drawn to all these worlds, you know, whether they be Star Wars or, you know, Ninja Scrolls, which yeah. the twins put me on to, and, you know, just so many other influences. It's like, okay, well, let's make this world, you know, let's create let's create something that, you know, has meaning for, yeah. you know, all the people that influenced us, you did, know, Did you up. think yeah. that early on? Like, we are doing something bigger than just telling a story? Because that seems to be a theme. Uh, you know, Am I right? Yeah. That it, it's a theme that you guys are doing more? I mean, you guys are not just telling a story about a, a MC who's got powers. You are taking on a, a bigger thing than that. You're saying, look, you as a black or latino or just that urban youth you know i we've got stories for you too well as we- as a hip-hop ambassador if you're successful and yet you, you have this i feel like and you can't put this on anybody else but i feel like you know the whole cliche the spider-man cliche you know with with all this power comes responsibility and i believe in that you know kendrick lamar says that shit in his his latest album, The Pimple Butterfly, it's like a through line. You know, I, I'm not going to quote it right now because sponsored by Hennessy. But like, <laughs> it's, it's like, like, and he's like, you know, I, I abuse my power, whatever he was saying, you know, like that to me is like, yo, that's what Blockheads is about. It, it's like it's talking about using your influence to create a better situation for everybody. 
That's right. If you have power, you have power. You got to be responsible for everyone around you. I agree. And then remember, at the time, Mike, you were working with kids. I'm still working with kids. Right. Yeah. And so it was something that was really uh, right. You know, it would. Uh, we knew we wanted it to be kind of grimy. You know, we knew we wanted it to be authentic. But at the same time, you know, that's what the kids get. You know, the kids, we got, we got NWA, yeah. you know, the kids got two live crew. You know what I mean? They're going to get everything. But let them get something while you draw them in. Let them also have a meal. Let it not just be junk food, you know? Right. right. And that, that was the two, that, that was the Tupac methodology. Tupac was like, if you look at his like, you know, thug life manifesto, I guess what it is on online or whatever. He talks about bringing people in by speaking the language of the people of you know people that are downtrodden i guess oppressed or whatever and once you get their attention you you drop some jewels but you don't put it in a way where it's like you're condescending or like, right, you're like you don't preach to them you don't preach yeah. to them it's a krs one thing too. it's the yeah. krs one it's entertainment mm-hmm. Edutainment. Yeah. Right. Did he coin that phrase? Yes. Yeah. It's the I same mean, kind of thing. I never heard of it before. No, that was on him. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I mean, I agree with these guys a lot about that. Um, you. 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 You bring them in with the flash and the bang, but then you also give them something to believe in, and um, you don't. You don't. Uh, you don't denigrate yourself for laughs. You don't uh, play yourself for people's enjoyment. You you give them some meat on the bone, you know what right. I mean. You don't you don't just like uh, it's not just surface, right? You know, it's not just about the surface. It's not just about the sheen or the or the look or the feel of it. Uh, but the look and the feel does have to be authentic in order for the message to come through. Right. I think I think like the word edutainment. If if he coined that phrase, that's some next level shit. Dude. Oh yeah, oh, he was yeah. on the next level. He's yeah. always been on some next exactly. level. But, I mean, edu- no. but edutainment is like that is the most powerful thing in the human experience, I believe. Because what is more powerful than the story, like storytelling? Like that's why everyone loves movies, bro. You know what I'm saying? All, it's it's all, it dates all the way back to some William Shakespeare stuff or some right. Greek tragedies or whatever it is. Exactly. And 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 he just happened to like come up with a perfect modern phrase for what does a tragedy teach you? Exactly. What does a drama teach right. you? You know, uh, because there's always some kind of uh, takeaway to a story. Storytelling. And if you don't have a takeaway, you've just got mindless fluff or whatever right, yeah. it is. If you, you think, well, if you think about storytelling, it's, it's like it's one of the most powerful tools, you know, like period. Experience, yeah, it absolutely. is. And rap is something you do. Hip-hop, Hip-hop something you is something you live. And that's another KRS. Exactly. You know, it's all. it always right. comes back to KRS it because really he is the does. teacher. It and does. he has always had the lessons for everybody. Yeah, no, it's he true. Has, he has never failed to have that stuff. And, right. and the whole idea is that you are not preaching. You are... You need to entertain as well as inform, right? You know, and without being, you know, didactic, without being, you know, uh, you know, standing at a pulpit or anything else. You know, you just have to bring it to the people in a language that they understand, that they understand. and don't bore them and don't turn them off with your message. So, blockheads. This is the foundation of blockheads. Yes. Yes. And so you guys come up with a. 
you know, you guys decide you're going to try to do animation, but it, it it becomes a comic book first. Comes a comic book first, and then it becomes animation. Comic book as a platform uh, to reach uh, you know a wider audience through animation, which is something that people do now, where they it's easy to come up with a comic book as a storyboard essentially, mm-hmm. and then they build it into a, a something bigger, more or less. Right. More. But or we less. what we discovered is uh, you know like when you do something well, you know which the twins never really compromised on you know was quality um you it's never easy it doesn't matter you know what kind of platform you use some platforms are inherently you know more expensive or you know more you know require more labor you know for more people but uh you know just really immersing you know we all had to immerse ourselves yeah, in what absolutely. it what in the world of comics and what it took you absolutely know? so now real quick though was everyone into comics before the comic actually started absolutely most definitely yes because i hear a lot of you know star wars but are we because are, i love comics my shit yes is daredevil and ninja turtles from 84 all of all, all so, of the Marvel stuff from when I was growing up. My dad used to take me to Forbidden Planet down on 12th Street uh, on Lower Broadway yep. when I was a kid, and uh, like that was the way I would spend a lot of quality time with my dad because my parents were not together, and um, like I got I got into Spider Man, all the Marvel stuff, and uh, like I was lost in all of those great Marvel comics which took place in New York City because I recognized right. those places. Oh and, yeah, and like like you're saying, Daredevil. I thought that was awesome. He was blind. He Hell's lived Kitchen. in Hell's Kitchen. I was through there. You know, I saw all that. Peter Parker. You know, Broadway. Everything else. Um, X Men being up up in Westchester yep. or whatever ha- whatever have you the Avengers with their mansion that was basically the Frick Museum which was at like seventy something and Fifth Avenue you know what I mean like I I went past that almost every day when I was in grade school and I was going to school like all of those locations brought something to me and all of their powers and yeah. all of their like backstories and everything else which is like people who aren't necessarily whole who sought wholeness through their group you know that was like really powerful to me and like i was mad like about collecting all that stuff absolutely ever since i was a little kid i'm gonna fuck your head up right now what's up remember the idea we talked about before group home oh heck yeah son yo you heard it here first what what i'm like uh, (laughs) no we got another one that's in the hopper we got another another idea in the hopper uh, All right, because I'm about to. I hope we get to this, but I'm a little uh, hungry for more blockheads. I mean, I have. Uh, I I kind of knew about it on the peripheral, uh-huh. and since obviously I've been you know building with Brandon lately, Brando, Brando, uh, uh, <laughs> Rando. I've kind of got Rando, Calrizio. <laughs> I've got back. I, I've kind of delved back into it. I mean, I read the collected uh, graphic novel, I guess if that's what you called it, or a trade paperback if you really know what it's I'm talking trade. about. Yeah. And Talk then about it. I watched the videos. I've watched the YouTube stuff. Talk about it. Do the knowledge. And uh, it seems to be incomplete. It, we ended on a cliffhanger in the most inopportune moment. <laughs> 
and uh, you know these dudes are coming out of King Tubby's uh, hi-fi. Shout to King Tubby. Ah man, and 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 the sweet streepers, uh, the the street sweepers, excuse me. Yeah. Shout out to Hennessy, and they they <laughs> pop up out of nowhere, and they're like, "You got our radio." So what do they say? Yeah, it was like something like thanks for. Thanks for our radio, whatever yeah, they no, said. No, my man, they were about to take those fools for but, their goods. But see, we because we had so we had a nine uh, episode deal with with uh, Gatorade and Shia Day, which the company that that produced those oh, three five minutes. Yeah. So it was about yeah. to be. It was about it to be was a movie, about to dude. Be on. Yeah. yeah, no, the whole idea. Yeah, and and so like after those three episodes, there was the intro. And in that scene, like the next episode was when all the action was about to start. The Dungeons of Rap. Kid. The Dungeons of Rap. Straight out the Dungeons of Rap. <laughs> no, it was yes. on. Like we took so many references from hip hop. So all of that many. Stuff. I don't think everyone caught that shit. They dude. really don't know because uh, we had uh, the like 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 Mike was saying we had the nine episode deal. It was nine webisodes, six to seven minutes long, in three installments where we we Yo. completed three. And we ended on this cliffhanger. It was a serialized animated series where that had we were the air in bring time. These cats. We had but, the air in time for the Super Bowl, which Gatorade was doing. But, a which whole we did, and we, we we came out in that Super Bowl commercial. We was even on the Super Bowl commercial. Right? We was in the Super Bowl commercial. Remember what they said at first? They was like, "We don't want any any billboards on there." And then after when they started seeing the footage, they was like, "Oh, they were like put us GRG yeah. billboards in there." I oh, know I had to do all that stuff. Yeah, right? I remember. No, as the production designer, like what I was coming up with was billboards with all these um, hip hop puns. Oh my you know, god, that shit! Like when he's talking about the the like the hip hop like influenced everything. Like Josh, like he was the dude that came with all that shit. Like he had uh, so like on a block, like there would be restaurants. And one, like one of the name of the the fast food uh, restaurant. Easy Eats. It was Easy Eats. Easy Eats. My man, like there was no KFC, <laughs> there was no McDonald's. It, it was, was Easy, Easy Eats, Eats dude. Right. I was having like like cups on the streets and like bags that were thrown away, but yep. they all had Easy Eats on them. Yep. And like Scrap was like grabbing French fries from out the trash out the can with with Easy Eats. And like and I had like the bubble goose bubble gum, and I had. Uh, you know the 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 Empire City Housing Authority. Yeah. With, we will ho- will I'll house we'll, you. We'll house I'll you. house you. Yeah. You know so we're housing classic. like all the mortgage, yeah. the more like like the like all the advertisements in the whole place. Like like nice and smoothies. <laughs> I had I had like I had so many puns going on. Like it was, it was ridiculous. It was pun crazy. But and, but but uh, in in all that it was like a big pun. Yeah. It was a big pun, <laughs> my big dude. It was pun. capital punishment for anybody who. <laughs> Was watching it. <laughs> Sorry, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and all that, you know. I mean, as as crazy as it ended up, I mean, Jimmy was came in. Jimmy like, Jimmy Smith, was who is a, a world renowned. Uh, it was weird. Jimmy Smith <laughs> is a world renowned um, kind of uh, ad ad yeah. exec, and he did all the Nike stuff for Nike basketball with Whedon and Kennedy. You know, he did the rhythm dribble uh, that also featured yeah. Bobito uh, Garcia. Right. I mean, he was a Clio winning 
ad exec. And he was the he man. He still is, dude. Yeah. He still is. And he sure. walked he into our it. office and he saw what we were doing and he said, I'll be back. He put us on. And then he said, then the next phone call was, what could you guys do with a million dollars? You know? Wow. And then the next phone call was, what can you guys what you do, do with 500000 <laughs> <laughs> I think it was four. That, but, yeah. You know, we got it cracking. You we know, did our thing, son. Hey, we did our thing. But, but we, went, we, we, we was able to go to Korea. We worked we, hard. We, we, we worked hard. Yeah, we did. We, we killed it, what, what, two months? Two, oh, we were, six, I did 60 days hard labor. <laughs> I did 60 no, days No, it was 60 labor. days. It was two months. Yeah. It wasn't 90 because I was the one who went the whole entire yeah, time. I, did, I think I did 30. Yeah, no. I, it was you. It was both you and Mike and me. And Shouts to Korea, though. I stayed the whole yeah, time. He did. I was crying at my desk. and I cried. We literally. both we cried. We cried. I, I literally cried. We didn't cry together, Korea. but no, we cried. I cried in the, in a corner hiding. I cried to my wife. I was like, "Yo, this is tough, dude. This is like one of the hardest things I've ever done because I literally put in like 14, 16, 20 hour days, it was and then crazy. we went back to that crazy uh, living hotel where the bathroom was a shower that had a sink and a toilet in it, and it was like <laughs> it was all one space. It was so wild, dude. Like I loved Korea. Heated but I was floors like, though. Heated floors. Oh my god! It was you went so to Korea lust. to do this. We, did, we went South to Seoul. Seoul. We had the most amazing host. Uh, the 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 president of the company was the most amazing man. Stephen Yoon. We experienced the entire culture through the food of the place, and we worked our asses off. And by our dedication, he recognized what we were really trying to do, and he gave us everything that he had. Hold up. To bring this out. It was me and you who went first. We went, you know, yes. Mark and I went first. Mike joined us, and so, and when Mike and Mark, Mike and Mark overlapped for a little while, and then it was me and Mike after that. Right. Yeah. But let's talk about the first day. We, we I think it was the first couple of days. We went, we went out there looking <laughs> oh, for fried chicken. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> me and we John, bought they food got by the, the Colonel out there. They we got bought the Colonel. We that bought food by to. the we bought food by the pictures, dude. Like we were like dude, literally walking on. up and down the street looking for like what to eat, and we saw the 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 picture on the outside of the restaurant that was looked, a chicken holding like, a beer, and we were like, "Oh, this is a spot." This is fried chicken, but we didn't know how to order that. shit. And we went inside, and there was like a dude sitting with a group of people, and yeah. he ordered food for us. He dude. did. He made sure we got something to eat he because he looked. At, he took a look at us, and he was like, "These fools are never gonna eat." He They're was like, starving. "Yo." <laughs> We, want, we just want some fried chicken, we're, man. All we wanted was, like, some chicken and beer, dude. So, and it, it happened because of this, like, uh, a lawyer type uh, after dude. hours lawyer dude. Yeah. yeah. So this is in Seoul. In Seoul. In Seoul. Getting ready to produce animation. Absolutely. That's correct. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, no, the first day we were so hungry. And, and we figured some stuff out, but I had never... Like been to a place where I couldn't read the signs. You couldn't read. You know, nothing. there was there was no. It wasn't like going to Spain or you know France or something where like at least nah. the letters are something that you understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I had right. finally come to understand what it was like to be illiterate. Right. I really did. <laughs> I was good. buying stuff off the pictures, yeah. and I, and it took me a, like at least a few weeks to like figure at least like the minimum of stuff out. No, mm. and, and it's true. Like so, when I got out there, like the first day. Remember, I, I lost my cell phone in the in the in the cab. It fell in my back pocket. I had a, like one of those rental international. The rental when you get them at the airport. Yeah, you get them at the airport. I had one of those. This is before, and then um, I was like, 
fuck, I'm lost in Korea. Like, because the, the cab driver dropped me off at the wrong place. Us too, dude. When we yeah. when we took a bus there and we got out of the bus and we had we were looking around like, okay, now what? You know, we got off at the bus stop and it's, we didn't know where to go. It's literally like, now what? Because nobody speaks the language. You can't read the signs. You're stuck. And I was like, yo, yes. luckily, luckily, the cab driver like came back around with my cell phone. That was a miracle. He was a nice though, guy. I, dude. He, was he was a nice, a nice guy. guy. And I mean, everyone at Emation was was amazing. They you were know? the best people. They really Steven, were. Steven, Agatha, Agatha, you know, when Scarlet I, even. Scarlet. No, I saw Scarlet, dude. No way. I saw Scarlet this year, like when I went to Korea this year. We thought she was like the dragon lady producer who she's, like hated us, but right. but their whole demeanor was so serious about all their like business that we didn't actually realize that she was kind of like. Uh, she was just you stern, know, maternal well, towards yeah. us. Like and she was really looking out for us. To give it context, we're working with the studio that does Family Guy, Young Yoon, that does a lot of the she, big animation huh? yeah. Uh, yeah. series for Fox, and we have this they little music project, for, um, you know, for Warner Brothers. Yeah, we we have this little, you know, kind of one-off music project, which is not profitable for them, right? But oh. which is incredibly which was incredibly exciting for their artists because after you've drawn Stewie for the seven thousand thousands shout out to Hennessy, shout out to Hennessy. <laughs> um, time <laughs> then uh you know what else what else do you have left and they looked at mark and mike's characters and they were like yeah hell yeah, yeah. so yeah. so you guys are doing this this is for gatorade with gatorade Maybe. This is for the webisodes. It was absolutely yes. webisodes. It was three webisodes. And you can find those first three online right now. Yeah. Block has well, I'm, look, I'm looking for those, actually, because yeah. we used to have them. And, and unfortunately, they were all on my personal like YouTube account. Exactly. Most definitely. Yeah. And we'll put the That's links. All. Yeah. Black has yes, done that. I mean, because I, I can go Black online on onto YouTube and I can find uh, episode two, well, made in full, episode one. Josh I think it's thinking of a master plan. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, you know what? You and, know it. And episode three, I don't know what. Oh, pump up the volume. Pump up, right. pump up the There's volume. There's also something available, which is the battle. The, do you see the through the line? The blockheads yeah. battle. Yeah. yeah. What's do, you, up? do you see the through line? The, the rock him through line. Where? Pump Read up the, the names again. Oh, pump up the volume. Read all the names. The second one, paid in full. Thinking of a master plan. Thinking, Thinking of a master plan. plan. Uh, I got it. Okay, okay. Pump oh, yeah, up yeah. the volume. See? You got yo. You got to be sharp. I Come mean, on. <laughs> if you want to hang with the architect, son, you need yeah, to you need well, to listen. know your plans. Uh, thank you. I, fought, I fucking knew that. I just didn't catch it. I'm a little slow. I'm just playing. Shout out Shout to Hennessy. Shout out to Hennessy. Shout out to Hennessy Cognac, my G. Yo, we need hold that up, check. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> we need that check. Shout out to Hennessy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, uh, I'm a convert. <laughs> yeah, that's know, what's first up. That's time. What's up. First time. We, once, once you go hen rock, you never go back. Jeez. <laughs> we, we got, we got the perfect candidate for you. This guy Adam. He's, he's good for commercials. He's good for anything. Give him a check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Thanks. what's up, Hennessy. Listen up. I love, I love you guys. He's, I know that guys are Swisher Sweets too, but we're not spoken blunt. No, no, that shit. Key demographic. He's a lawyer. Yeah. 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 All right, so so this is Boss. what you guys were doing yes. in Korea. You guys were yes. doing this yes. stuff. Yes, we were yeah. rocking this particular storyline. What we were trying to do was um, kind of uh, 
translate the story yeah which which was not necessarily the same exact story as the comic books right but to bring it to the next level like to to kind of like build on top of that where you had already known these four guys and where you could see them kind of moving forward from the point where the where the not necessarily where the comic book ended, but kind of like in the same exact world where right. if you were familiar with the comic book, you could see them in this new situation. Right. Yeah. And and one of the things that I did is I, I kind of created this like audio two character where they had this radio. Audio two milk ding. Audio two, right? No, that was so was dope. Right? Because it, yes, absolutely, because like the idea was that it was like R2 D2. But it was Ooh. audio two, right? And he wasn't necessarily audio one. Like maybe he was the next incarnation. He was created by Ito. And if you look closely at the actual character, it is a um a music making machine. It's not just a it's not just a like boom a boombox, right? Or it's a like a ghetto mi- blast. Or we don't use those he, words. He's a, he's, a, he's a sentient being. He's like, a sentient he's, he's R2D2. being. He's R2D2. He's R2D2, but right. he's the R2D2 of blockheads, right? But he talks to them like and he is like not just a little robot, he's also their entire um production studio. Right. Yeah. And he's broken. He has a CD caught in him. Yeah, he's got like some problems. You know right. what I mean? Like he needs to cough up that CD real quick. Yeah, issues. You know, and and like he's a you know like like in the same way that R two D two is like this like not, he's not necessarily like a wise cracking robot necessarily, but he's like he's gonna give it back to you the way you give it to him. He's not just a service bot. You right. know the way R two D two is. He's like. Right. I'm right, like right, I'm right. trying as hard as I can. Give me some fucking <laughs> right, slack. Right. You know what I right. mean? Kind of and 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 he's out there to help them out, and they're there to get R2 uh, audio, audio two <laughs> fixed, so that they can go to the Dungeons of Rap, so that so that Black can battle at the Dungeons of Rap and rock it out. That's ten o'clock. Ten o'clock or ten minutes? It's ten o'clock. It's 10 o'clock. Okay. Yeah, my uh, I, I got I got a flight. And I'm I'm really kind of bummed about that right now because you know I fl- I thought it was yes I thought it was tomorrow I thought it was tomorrow um, All right. it was but it actually yesterday. turns out to be twelve o'clock which is tomorrow so we yeah. we may keep we may still build okay. while you are gone you guys should man yeah. but uh, is you, there anything you'd like to add as you depart I mean as, because as, uh, bottom line is this. This is about blockheads. Obviously, blockheads is it, it's just influential. It's been t- it's it's used a lot of hip hop. It is hip hop. It's something that is just you know it's it's representative of the culture of hip hop, mm. and yet it's a comic book and it's an animation and it's a whole story. I mean, what should we take away? What is your thoughts on it? Where do you just anything, everything and anything that you got to add to build on this to to leave us with something to continue the conversation? Well, goddamn, yeah, that's that's a lot. Can you lead? Do big bite? No, no. Well, no. I was just gonna say, like, well, I want to shout Mason out for reminding us of the time because I do need to catch this flight. But like, <laughs> good looks, Mason. Good looks, Mason. Um, but not nah, like I, I think Blockhead is really important. Especially now, like I'm, I'm, I'm just a huge hip hop fan. You know what I mean? Of the culture, not just rap music. You know what I mean? And um, I think Blockhead speaks to all the elements and just the culture in itself. And and so we had a 
an exhibit at Harvard University, and Josh it's true. came through, painted a, a mural. He he painted graffiti inside the hallowed walls of Harvard. That's mega. Like Harvard is, you know, the biggest it's university on on the it's planet. The oldest, it's the oldest university in the United States. And they have recognized hip hop with their archives. And they not have recognized, that, yeah. Not just that, they've recognized blockheads. They rec- they yeah. celebrated blockheads. They did. So so I, I got to shout out, you know, everyone who came to the panel because we had a panel discussion also. So we had a Harvard exhibit. They celebrated blockheads. Shout out to Professor Morgan. Yes. And, uh, you know, everybody that, that supported us there. And, and even like, like so we had dignitaries from Hollywood come through. Like, you know, Tony Perrier, who wrote Eraser. Uh, Erica Alexander, who uh, was Cousin Pam and um, Maxine Waters on, was it, was it last name Waters? Yes. Living Single. Living yeah, Single. And John Jennings from Buffalo University. We had a whole Hold bunch on. of people. Talk about the immortal technique, though. Immortal oh, technique yes. came through to see immortal the technique. Yes. Yes. And Poison Pen and his homeboys came through. Yes. You know what I mean. Ninth Wonder. Ninth Wonder. Ninth Wonder. Is a Ninth Wonder. Uh, he's like an emissary, or so- he's got a special title there. He's yeah. Uh, he he's definitely a Harvard. Uh, I don't know if he has a fellowship so or whatever, but like doing a. Harvard Hip Hop Archive is doing a lot of great things, and they're they're really positive people over there, and they're trying Uh, to push, they are pushing hip hop to a level where academia respects it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so shout out to Professor Morgan again because she she is 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 definitely at the forefront of putting hip hop in a space where it's recognized as an art form, American art form, the way it should be. You know? Absolutely. I had so, an awesome experience there, B. Yeah. So that is, so, what do you want to see from Blockheads? In the what future? I want to see right now is, you know, everybody, whatever likes we can get from, like, you know, Blockheads on Facebook, B-L-O-K-H-E-D-Z, Facebook page, Instagram, all that stuff, all, each like makes a difference. Go out and ask about it, too, at your comic book stores. Go and ask about it. Support it. Go talk about it. Whatever. Email us. You know, we we really like like the support that we get is is awesome. But we could use some more like the Harvard University exhibit was an amazing feat. And shout out to Merck, those too, because he helped he and Josh put the mural together in, in the exhibit. And, you know, we also had other people like Ed Pisker. And um, we had art from Felipe Smith. That's we had right. art from um, uh, Victor Marker Twenty Seven, and um, just a bunch of people came to support. You know what I mean? So it was a really big thing. Right. And so now, like what we're doing now is is we're working on on the second graphic novel, and we just we just need the support. That's you know right. What I mean? We had the opportunity on the on the heels of the of the Harvard exhibit to yeah. show the complete three episodes of the web series yes, in advance of uh dope the movie right. which recently came out right and that was a that was a great you know um you know that was that was an amazing know, yeah, a, a, we, we 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 showed the the blockheads animation at the paramount theater in boston and it was an early screen screening of the movie dope but blockheads premiered right before it 
And that was an amazing event because, like, it was a standing ovation. That's what's up. It was it, it was super dope. So shout out to Artists Live too. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it was it's a good thing to get in front of other properties which yeah. are you know coming to the fore with young yeah. artists in it and young actors and other people who we're not just exposing ourselves to the audience that are going to see those movies, but the artists who are in those films and the directors that right. have directed those films and all those people are on the come up as well. Yeah, you know. And and anything that we can do to um, you know uh, expand the audience for this property is something that we want to do. So that's that's what it is. And a beautiful thing, um, everyone's career has you know kind of moved forward. Uh, so we ended up doing a blockheads with Cartoon Network. Um, we ended up doing a development deal with them. Uh, so we move the franchise forward with that. We, um, you know, now just recently have gotten all the rights back and in the heels of the Harvard um, honor, we're moving forward and doing more things with it independently. So right. that's, that's, that's the place we're at now. And we've started to build with some big names and we hope to be making some announcements, you know. You're right. Yeah. So pretty soon. Right. So Blockheads is it's gonna continue comic book style. Comic book style. Comic book style. Yes. From, from and it's gonna continue animation style. Animation style, absolutely. And toy style. And toy style. So and shirt style and, and clothes style. So it is gonna continue. Absolutely. I that's committed. I, I got commitments right here. On on some hip hop shit. <laughs> some hip-hop Absolutely, shit. it's not gonna be okay. like. Remember that, you know, because it's no, funny. No, we no. Get twins, it well, yeah. twins. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. I mean, because here's the thing. I want more. I do. I mean, we're bringing it. We're bringing it because it is really. And and I think we we've got some time. We can still talk about certain characters. Let's do I it. mean, you guys have had major. Major hip hop talent. Shouts to Talib. I mean, yeah, Talib Kweli, RZA, right? Yeah, Most Def, right? I mean, you had Bobito, Bobito, yeah, Vegas, MBS, yeah, a lot of people, man. Prodigy, DJ Khalil, DJ Khalil, DJ Khalil on the drums that gave strength to the whole entire thing. Absolutely. Don't forget about Lauren London. Lauren London. Lauren London. At the water fountain. Erica Badu. I mean, these are the, I mean, the one thing that I was so impressed with is the actual support from the, the hip hop community. Right. I mean, this is not Shout just out to Russell, Russell Simmons. Oh, right. That's a whole nother aspect. I, I, I can't. How did that happen? How did Russell that's Simmons that's happen? That's a Brando Calrissian. <laughs> a Brando, but let me Brando. take it back to Atlanta. Sh- you know. Well, shout out to, yeah. to, to Nicole, Nikki. N- Nicole, yes, Nikki Nicole Duncan, Duncan Smith. Smith yeah. Um, we was, I just gotta say this. I'm, I'm about to be out, but we was up in Russell Simmons' office with the heads of one of the most, if not the most, prominent combo companies uh, in the industry, sitting discussing a deal. Like Russell Simmons and one of the top two. I'm not gonna say who. But one of the top two comic book, you know, companies in the business, and yeah, that shit was surreal. But Brandon, you can finish the story. I got to be out. Shouts to self. 
Shouts to Brando. Shouts to Adam. Shouts to everybody. Mason, good looking out. Mike, have a safe flight, bro. One love. And I'm as out. Matt Twins. It's my brothers right here, man. We're going to keep it going. And y'all just keep checking for us, man, because we're about to kill it, yo. I want to be a guest DJ on on on, on some hip hop shit. I am bringing is. I am oh. bringing a record and we are we will listen track by track and we are going to talk about let's that do it, shit. Let's, no let's do that. Let's do it. Regular. I'm, I'm fully on that, dude. I'm with glad. No question. Bro. No question. Regular. All right. One love. Bring the architect up in there. Thanks, y'all. All right. So, yeah, anyway, as we continue on the menu, yes. this is a really. It's actually, it's inspiring that hip-hop and comics, hip-hop and nerd culture has really come together with the Blockheads. I mean, it seems like, Brando, that this is this is unique, really. Well, you know, I mean, that's what's interesting. It's funny because... Because this started years ago. Yeah. And, and you it's know... It's been a long time going. Yeah. A lot of people said, oh my gosh, you you guys are like the first hip-hop comic. And then I had to like get schooled a little bit. And I was like, no, we're not the first hip-hop comic. You know, there's there's been this movement, you know, and it's kind of like a passing of the torch, you know, or a passing of the baton. Because from KRS-One and Kyle Baker with Break the Chain uh, to Milestone Comics with Static Shock and their whole series. If you don't know the original Mm -hmm. Milestone Comics, not the animation, the original comics, there was so much of a through line of what goes on in urban America, black culture, you know, and hip hop vis-a-vis those characters. You know that, um, and I would be remiss if I did not mention the curators of Big City and Brother Man. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Brother Man was huge for me, personally. Mm. That was one of those things where I saw graffiti in in the real, like, in a comic book. Every other time you saw graffiti in a comic book, it was some, you know, bootleg, wannabe, not knowing what they were doing type shit. And uh, when when I first saw, uh, you know, Brother Man, I, I definitely saw my ability to do my own thing in a comic book. Like, like up until then, it was like, you know, you're Bill Sienkiewicz or, you know, you're whatever, you know, um, you know, Claremont's, Chris Claremont's and like everything else that goes on in a comic book where it wasn't necessarily accessible to you it was some other dude who was doing his thing and you just had to sit back and admire that shit but when Dawood you know was like um coming out with his things or you know the sims brothers Mm -hmm. at the time you know i looked at that and i was like oh shit you know like this is the real deal like like they've got the real deal you know drawings they've got the real deal graffiti up in there and they were not playing at all with that stuff and 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 me and my friends who were all trying to get into animation at the time on our own level, you know, like admiring Bakshi and admiring, you know, uh, John Kay and admiring, mm-hmm. like, you know, all the kind of alternative uh, avenues that we were trying to get into an- into animation through. You know, we, we were like, oh, snap, we can, like, definitely step to this because, like, this is the real, right. you know. And, and it was one of the things that when I first got involved with you guys that, like, I was like, 
I can do this because it was all about, you know, I could put my graffiti into this and I can put New York graffiti into this and I can keep it so authentic because because what the Sims brothers were doing to be authentic in their own voice. And I think that's what's dope about it is that it is on that continuum, you know, but I think what makes Blockheads different and its own thing is that the story literally is about a kid with the power of rhyme, you know? You have a lot of things that are around the periphery of hip-hop and use hip-hop as a soundtrack, but a hero that uses the power of rhyme, you know, as his tool, I think is something that's unique. And that's, I think, something very powerful and that's bigger than any of us individually and that's i think where the collective kind of consciousness responded to us after we did these issues and things leaked out there and got out there and and people got back so so let me ask this real quick because the way you guys talk about it and the way i've read it this is just it's stuff that people want Mm. Right? Mm. Can I get that? Is that is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, who wouldn't want that? I mean, there's a whole uh, entire group of people who are not spoken for, right. you know. And there's like a million million uh, properties out there who speak for a, a one, you know, narrow group of you know heads or whatever. But then there's a whole you know field of view or focus that is not being cast on uh you know an entire area or demographic of people who uh absolutely would love to watch themselves be represented right so then i don't understand why it didn't continue animation is a labor-intensive process absolutely you know typically makes it an expensive process no absolutely no it wasn't that it was like a a cheap thing we would this is no sketch comedy shit you know what i mean it was it was the real deal we were putting our heart and souls into it and even though we were getting a decent budget to do it we were literally putting ourselves through 20 hours a day of work to to make it happen and um there is no other way to to do it except to get investment and uh, I think that we had the combination of, um, uh, you know, we're, we're working super hard to make this happen. And then the timing of, you know, the markets and investment, you know, are meeting up against, you know, uh, whatever forces that happen. And we had a 2008, we had a 2008 bank crash. You know, we had a bubble burst. We had a whole lot of private investment go in a separate direction. Right. And um, we were we were absolutely up until then privately financed and privately invested with people who were looking to make this product happen. Right. Uh, At that point, these folks were no longer able to put their I don't want to call it disposable income equity, but their equity in general behind the product right because there were no major media companies that wanted to see a product <laughs> where every single person in the show is a person of color mm. okay we went to these meetings where they were like where's the white guy okay and i might have been the white guy at the meeting but there was no white guy in the show 
Right. They looked at the Puerto Rican the, dude. The Bobito Garcia. Bobito Garcia Ito. He had red hair. The dude was wearing a Puerto Rican flag shirt. He had a Puerto Rican flag necklace on. And they were like, oh, the white guy. And we never corrected them. We were like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, it's, he, it's, he's uh, the white guy if you want to find him. He was the white guy. Yeah, he had a little <laughs> couple of freckles. Yeah, like he was he was Puerto Rican, though. You know what I'm saying? Like like as a body. And I'm a white guy. You know what I mean? And, and it was not me. You know what right. I mean? It was Babito. It was somebody else. But they chose to see him as the white guy, and we never corrected any of that. They were, but it wasn't enough. He wasn't the lead guy. Yeah, and 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 this is in a, this is in a time when um, you know Ben Ten is the leading property for Cartoon Network after school, and we had these most the most amazing development guys who were totally behind us, and it was like. It was they were pushing us forward and and we we were on their side. They were on our side and everything was super cool. Um, But when it comes down to it, they can only take us to a certain point and then they send the tape someplace else. And there's somebody else who looks at it and that person makes a decision. Can we get back on track, Brando? Absolutely. I mean, this is the thing. Um, We're in a different we're in a different time now. We're in a whole different They space. understand serialized storytelling, I hope. Right. No, I mean, and... and There's and, a market. Yeah, I mean... And the, people ready to invest. And the people making decisions are people Hopefully, of our era. because here's yeah. the thing, because at least at this point, they understand serialized storytelling, because what we were trying to do from the very beginning was do serialized storytelling. We were trying to do a very Japanese style of thing. Like, we were talking about anime. We were talking about all this yeah, other stuff. You guys stuff. were building slow. I mean, you guys were yeah. building a, a, an actual mythos. Right. Absolutely. Right. And it wasn't about what happens every episode. Right. And when we walked in there, they said to us, what happens every episode? And we were like, well, what happens every episode is that Black uh, is forwarding his mission to become this hero for his city and bring them out of this malaise, which they are in with his power of rhyme. Right. Which is overlaid or which is embedded with... The history of Empire City, which is the uh, legends of the elders inside right. the city who have, you know, Im- yep. given the powers to the people. It, it's a building. I mean, it's 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 the Daredevil of Netflix, right? You right. can't fuck right. Daredevil. You don't right. want Daredevil. It has to happen in thirteen episodes. You, you, it doesn't right. happen every single episode. You don't want over the Ben Affleck again. movie. They wanted Scooby Doo, <laughs> right? You don't want the Ben yeah. Affleck. Right. You want the the build, right? Netflix has changed the game. It really has, and it has said, "Look, we don't want just yeah. the show." I mean, and I guess HBO did it with Game yeah. of Thrones, but they weren't having HBO at the time. We were trying something new. And yes. one thing about Hollywood, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're green, you know, <laughs> if you're blue. Hollywood will, I was once told this, Hollywood will pay to be second, you know. Mm. So Hollywood will pay to be second, and we were trying to do something that was first. Right. So I'm not going to necessarily ascribe that to, you know, some specific motivation, except that we were first, you know, on right. something. And now I think... What's interesting is there's other people, you know, who are kind of, you know, may have been inspired by blackheads, may have just it's just osmosis, you know, right. who are coming, who are coming and being part of the lane. I mean, one amazing creation 
was um, a hip hop family tree, you know, yes. which. But that's not in Hollywood, though. That's, that's a, not in that's Hollywood. No, no, no. It's, it's aside from that, but Hollywood has recognized. Yeah, but it's in the seventies. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's like right. Three. I know, like, but we're talking about like two thousands. We're talking about like what's happening today. Everybody is willing to look back historically and say, "Oh, isn't that nice?" Yeah. But when they're looking at today. They're not willing to say, yeah, but, but, this but, is what's happening right now. But Blockheads is now history yeah. in a sense. I mean, right. it's, I mean that was coming out True. back then. It's not, True. It's not it's Drake not, it's and not Mill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't it, get me started. My right, <laughs> but it's Mob Deep, Nas. And, it's very 1993, 1994. Right, so. It has a 90s feel uh, with uh, like a slightly futuristic. But it still's got a plenty of you know umph it's it's ready to ex- still explode i think so I, right i mean i really believe so and I, I i it's shocking to me that it hasn't been done already you know right. in some form or fashion but it just shows that lane and that's where we get to talking about you know there was a recent conversation in comics where they're talking about uh the marvel covers right right and this conversation about the Marvel covers being cultural appropriation, you know, like everyone just discovered that term. But in in essence, I think what the Marvel cover, covers are doing are revealing, I think, what is really happening in in pop culture, which is that, yeah, I mean, now the comic book fan of today, like, is a affiliated knows the roots and can identify you know deadpool and the get rich or die trying you know cover um within an instant and that wasn't always the case you know so now we have a generational turnover and so i think there's a, a huge amount of opportunity and a lot of people were mad at marvel for you know kind of not, you know, having some larger commitment to hip hop or having some larger commitment to the stories of hip hop. And I I don't really ascribe to that theory because hip hop has always been a, a fubu. Right. <laughs> you know, it's always been a for us by us. You know, yeah. if we get some help, great. You know what I mean? We'll we'll rock with the help, you know. But we'll do it ourselves. We'll too. do it ourselves. You know what I mean? And come on, if 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 Marvel came out with something that was like authentic, like to the teeth, that's when you should be scared. That's when you should be pissed. Right. You know what I mean? It really has to be people like Percy Carey and Ronald Wimberly and the Mad Twins. You know what I mean? Who are bringing the authenticity and who are bringing the freshness? You know, of what's happening in our space and our stories. True. And. That's, I mean, that's the exciting part. And hopefully everyone else who's on the periphery, who's the distributors, are in a position to support talent, you know? And that's all that you can really ask for. You can't ask for someone else to tell your story. Right, right. And, and, and... To be fair to Marvel, I mean, they did pick classic hip-hop covers. I mean, you know, I mean, they they did De La Soul. Is Is it time for the connect? Yeah, it is time for the connect. So, real quick, before we get to the connect. Yes. Which is the last segment of this show. This okay. show has just exploded. <laughs> just dropped amazing little bits of jewels that people probably never even knew. Right. And we got more to talk. I mean, we could do a whole second segment on Blockheads. 
We we should. An episode, right? True, truthfully. I mean, we want the twins back. Yeah. We want Josh back for sure. Well, Mark Mark's at DreamWorks during the day, but by night, you know, we got him. So. All right. Yeah. So we're going to have them back. So with regards to Blockheads, let's just talk about real quick where people can learn about uh, about, about Blockheads. Where, right. where can people catch up? Because I needed to catch up. How can we catch up? Catch up on blockheads.net, which will be launching the same time this pod launches. Um, blockheads, B-L-O-K-H-E-D-Z.net. Um, blockheads on Facebook. Like us. And we're There's on Tumblr. a Blockhead comments on Instagram, but they won't follow me, so I don't follow them, fools. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's running that thing, but I'm a little upset. <laughs> Bo- block- at Blockheads on Twitter. You know, okay. B L O K H E D Z. And again. and where can we read Blockheads comics? Are we are we on Comics Fix yet? We are on Comics Fix. All right, so yeah. I'd like to give a shout out to ComicsFix.com, which is a digital comics platform sponsored a show. Comics fixes you pay a monthly fee, and you can read as much as you can, and so you can get up on the Blockhead mythos, get up on the story, read it, and then. Check out what's on YouTube, too, but definitely check out ComicsFix.com. It is the original uh, expression of the Blockhead's you know, culture, so to speak. So do that. Obviously, uh, YouTube has Blockheads. All you have to do is search it, and you are going to find it. So do it. And is there any other blockhead stuff we can get? Are you going to publish new graphic novels, trades? What's Mark and Mike have been working on some new stuff. We're talking about scripts. We um, have more story to tell. You know, like in a lot of you know, we 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 started on a new path with uh, the animation in the Mission G series. We were really looking forward to finishing the story that we had uh, begun um, and uh, that is still out there that's still waiting to be told and um, yeah. it is not it's coming the it's animation. coming you know yes. what I'm saying like so, it is it is coming it is, and and not just that I mean honestly there's more behind that like that that's really just this one expression of the idea and we've got more expressions of this idea that are following it and uh, and it's it's going to be there. And yeah. so, fans, stay tuned. It's coming. Josh, what else you got going on? You give the fan. How can they connect with you? How can they follow you? Because you've obviously got lots of knowledge, lots of insight. Is there any way? Twitter, Facebook. Blah, blah, blah. Nope, nobody really wants to listen to me. I, I get that <laughs> evidence from my children every single day. I have to repeat things over and over to them constantly. But if you are interested, I am currently, you know, um, on selfuno.com. You can look at all my, you know, aerosol acrobatics. Um, selfuno.com. You can look at me on uh, selfuno, you know, at you know, whatever, on Instagram. I paint, I chill, I kick it with my kids. You do commission pieces? Absolutely. I, I, I fuck with commissions. I, I, I fuck with a, a, this dope um, 
my man, this cool ass dude from New York, graffiti, uh, graffiti USA. I don't even know what his the Klug House Gallery, K L U G H A U S Gallery uh, dot net. Uh, cool ass dude from New York who started getting me commissions. All right. I mean, honestly, I, I'm a family man. Like, like straight up and down, dude. A family first, okay. Like uh, if I if 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 blockheads if blockheads was to like become like that thing again, that would be that would be it. Right. But other than that, but if I want a KRS piece, my man, like uh, I mean, hey, you down? I, I heck yeah, my man. <laughs> I have a whole like like I was telling you earlier. I have a whole series. I got the the next on the menu series. I have a whole series of um. You know, lyric-based illustrations, and uh, I got my boy DJ Days, who I grew up with, who's living in the Bay at this point, but we grew up in Manhattan, and uh, he's doing like some cool, you know, beat juggling and scratching based on the lyrics that I illustrate. They all have something to do with food-related lyrics from the truest of the true school artists. All right, give me that, that again. Where can we check that out? S e l f u n o dot com and uh i've seen this shit it's ridiculous s-e-l-f-u-n-o on instagram other than that i'm here with my boys i'm here with brandon i'm here with mark and mike i'm here with the mad twins i'm here with street legends inc and i just remain true to my roots and that's the only way you can really rock nyc nyc son from the place to be the birthplace of hip-hop the birthplace my g <laughs> don't, yeah. even get, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started like this. Oh, you, you, uh, where are you staying right now? Are you in L.A.? I live in L.A. I've lived in L.A. since 1996. This are you is, coming back? This is my place, B. I, uh, not for nothing, I've lived here almost half of my life. Are you coming back to on some hip-hop I'm shit? here, my man. Yes. I'm on some hip-hop this shit. Meltdown you comics. Will, you will yes. not be able to turn me away in the same way that Blockheads was not able to get rid of me after they brought me in the first time i was down to stay and i would not leave uh, i am not leaving this spot right we're here like you're still working here yeah no, they're like they're for like free? this fool like no not for nothing we ran out of money and i will not play on this shit because you know you're not lying they ran out of money son and i was like look this is the mission is this is a mission not a small time thing okay mm. This is not some foreplay. Special ad. This is not some foreplay bullshit, okay? I was not there for the money, and I proved that, okay? And that is one of the reasons why these cats made me a partner in their shit. And the fact that I was not there just for the money, and I did not leave when the money ran out. Word. Okay, son? Legit. I really did not. Brando? True, true. I really did not. True school. Brando, what's the next segment? What's the final segment? (laughs) Because oh. we just crushed it. <laughs> yeah, what's next? Yeah. Let, let's, that, let's handle that, one do more. It, let, let's do it real quick. Let's, let's handle co- one let's more. Real quick. Politic. Politic. Ditto. 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 All right. Boom. Connects tonight. We're talking about the Marvel hip hop cover. Yeah. I don't know if you all seen this. Yo, my man. I do have an okay. opinion on this. All right. So no, we're just going to talk about one tonight. Do which, one. We, which we're, one? We're, 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 well, in the spirit of Blockheads. Yes. In the spirit of Nasty Nasir. Nasty Nas. Um, who actually gave us an incredible shout out in the Source magazine. Yes. 
one um, of the dopest. Yeah. Yeah, one of the dopest. Um, it's Blockhead's in, it's Tumblr. In, it's yeah. in the hip hop archive. Yeah, it's in the it's in the hip hop archive. Yeah, it was in the exhibit. Right. Nas's shout to us and just how Blockhead's looks like he felt as a young man. You know, which just, is yeah. no no coincidence. Yeah. Right. Oh, um, kind of the highest compliment. But in 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 that spirit, the Marvel hip hop cover of Illmatic Ooh. is the one I want to discuss on the Connect Gang, Connect Gang. Since we're talking about Miles Morales yes, do it. and you go. Um, the Illmatic, put a button on this. What does Miles Morales mean to you as a reader of Spider-Man? How, how, how does this capture or not capture? Right. Are you asking me that? I'm asking you. Oh, man. Well, first of all, I mean, you, we already talked about Nas's album, Illmatic, being such a pinnacle of hip-hop culture. Really. I mean, bottom line, 95, 94? 94, I think. Yeah. I mean, that is, it, it, it transformed hip-hop. Miles Morales and, I, and Brando Calrissian, you and I... Brando. <laughs> you, you talked to me about this earlier, about... Uh, Miles not necessarily being organic, but being a way for Marvel to connect with minority audiences, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, what do I think of this? I think I, I'm i happy that they, find, that they brought attention to both Miles Morales and Nas. They did a little something, They right? did a little something. Yeah. I, I am, I'm, I'm open to it. I'm not, I'm not going to hate on it. I'm thrilled because I like Miles Morales. One of the things I've always... That's what I want to know. I've always heard about Spider-Man, this thing. And Stan Lee talked about this, Mm -hmm. is that Spider-Man was universal because anyone could imagine themselves behind the mask. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Batman, you knew he was white. You knew exactly who that fool was. Mm Spider-Man... I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Superman, you knew he was white. Wolverine, you knew he was white. You could always see their face through the costume. Daredevil, my man, my favorite superhero, you knew he was white. Yeah. Spider-Man, it could be anybody. It could be anybody. It could be anybody, and Miles Morales is that expression of anybody. He's a black mixed with Latino? Come on. I mean, that is... As much as whether you disagree, agree with Marvel and what they've done, they or how they told the story, they did try to pay respect. From well, our from our perspective, that. it's kind of about time in a lot of ways. Yeah, of course. You know, it's not some like, oh, I'm you know to it's you know not Black, Black Panther, Panther from bullshit. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, like it's not Black Panther. It's not some like deepest you know from the deepest darkest jungles. It's some cool ass. New York City shit, where this is the dude, and he is the guy. You know what I mean? Right. Where are you at, Brandon? Well, I mean, I think what... I'm at a place of, you know, speaking of Stan Lee, he was one of the people who early on, I don't know how, we were able to get in touch with. And he gave us a quote. And that was huge. Uh, For Blockheads. For Blockheads. Yes, for Blockheads, yeah. yeah. He, He gave us a quote, and he said... You know, the art is fantastic and the story couldn't be any more real. So I think as someone like Stan, he understood what he had been creating for the past 20 or 30 years was something incredible, but it's something that didn't speak to a wider audience, people of color, 
you know, and he saw giving us just that little bit of support and, and, and actually even beyond the quote, just some words, like he gave us like just some ideas on, you know, what should happen with powers and just like in a completely Stanley way, you know, 382nd manifesto yeah, right. you know, like like on, luke, cage, luke cage is right. not enough son. yeah like, exactly you know you he, can't he you're not the you're not the um you know black buck anymore you know right. you are the young dude right. who represents it's, hip-hop it's not and a it, black exploitation it's, it's not about all that bullshit yeah, no and and i think that maybe i'm not 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 saying that he like you know recognized that he was towing in line with some hollywood stuff but that there was some other people coming up with some good ideas that had nothing to do with what they thought was the the black male image. And and to just to just piggyback on that and put a button on it, Marvel actually years ago saw what we did with Blockheads, and they commissioned us um, to come up with a story for one of their comic books that. Uh, was a kind of co-production with Marvel and Atlantic Records. So it was a comic book that featured Fat Joe, Big Pun, Trina, Twista, like all T.I. You, you wrote that shit. Yeah, I wrote that I, with uh, with and 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 Mark and Mike helped me on the story. Um, and amazing artists came in help us. Um, Kari Randolph. And to, to, to tell this story and, you know, it didn't go exactly the way we had envisioned because the creative freedom that we were promised at the beginning wasn't exactly realized. Corporate down press I'm on. <laughs> I yeah. am on. But Marvel actually was, I mean, they got it. You know what I mean? They sensed it from, from what we we're up to back then. So I think... I see it as, you know, people talk about these corporations like, you know, they're nameless, faceless things. But really what it comes down to is a few people in positions of power who actually change the culture. And it seems like that's what Axel Alonso is doing, you know, at this point. Right. So hmm. I'm 100 percent for that execution. Is it going to be 100 percent? I doubt it. Never. <laughs> you know? Get those cats yeah. into Cartoon Network. But we are, exactly. we, we've just talked about it for 20 minutes. We just talked about it for 20 minutes and hopefully got people curious and interested yeah. for more. Alright. No doubt. There it is. Alright. Alright. On some hip hop awesome shit. Awesome hip hop shit. shit. Dude. No Presented by Meltdown Comics. And, and Hennessy. Yeah. And Collectibles. Hollywood, California. So... Thank you to you both and to the twins. And to Mark and Mike. Yeah. Twins. twins. Mark and Mike Davis, my dudes. So we will continue this conversation as the weeks go on. And we're bringing our favorite records up in here, whether you like it or not. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And honestly, if you want to comment on what we've talked about or bring something up, anyone want to shout out a address a twitter where they can get in touch with us at blockheads b-l-o-k-h-e-d-z right blockheads on facebook get on, at us blockheads.net obviously we nerded out for a while here <laughs> brando calrissian yes i indeed the people who made it shout to you <laughs> <laughs> like to shout out mason booker the engineer indeed. 
I also like to shout out Bubble Goose, Bubble Gum, Bubble Goose, Bubble Gum, SelfUno.com, son. All right, <laughs> get up in there. So, anyways, we'll see you next week. We appreciate the love. Continue to listen. Reach out. Check out Blockheads. We got tons of stuff coming for you. And uh, at this moment, I'd like to say peace. Peace, cats. This episode of On Some Hip Hop Shit was produced by Brandon Schultz and Adam Silverstein, engineered by Mason Booker, and recorded at the Meltcast Podcast Studios, Hollywood, California. They got street legends. Our theme was produced by King Smo of the Animal Crackers, and a special thanks to Francisco, Gaston, Mark, and Mike Davis. Artwork by Self Uno. Tweet to us at our brand new handle at on some hip hop shit, and that is what's up. <laughs>